Hello and welcome to the 6++ Plus Show, a podcast for your wargaming and 40k needs. Hobby talk, tactics, tournament reports, lore and much more. We have it all. Please welcome your host for the evening, Tom. There you go, boom, we are live. I will probably add Tom to the scene. So Tom is Yay. on the now. Welcome, There's no Tom. lightning. Thanks. Because um, I forgot about it. <laughs> <two>, yeah. <laughs> That January feeling, we're coming um, in all over the place. We that's were that's uh, too we busy. Basically, we just were for five minutes just chatting about Old World. We were. And then we're like, ah, it's 8.30. Bugger. Yeah, I uh, knew we should have met much earlier, and then we could have talked about Old World for like half an hour before this. But yeah, actually, if only you had been on time, Tom. Well, no one told me we were oh, meeting before. Surprise, the show's on at 8.30. <laughs> Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, and night war machines of every variety to that 6++ show. I am your host, Tom, and we are back again. We are the 40k team, soon-to-be-old world team of 6++, uh, coming to you from all around Middle England, basically. And we're here to talk New Year's resolutions today and thinking of into the future. We've obviously had a really good 2023 from a hobby perspective, so we're excited for all the things that 2024 might bring. It's lovely to have people back. Welcome um, to everyone who has made it here. It's really nice to have you all here again. I'm very excited to bring you new content in this brand new year. Um, I'm going to introduce everybody and then we'll get into it. I've also got um, a little tribute you want to give before we get into the main topic of the show. But first off, let's let's see who has joined me here. Um, first, as ever, is my dear leader, Chris. Chris, how are you? I am very well, thank you. How are you? Awesome. Yep, looking at Beastmen on the internet. That's what I'm doing. That's what I'm doing. I've got the it's horn, so to speak. Yep. yep. So that's quite exciting. That's quite fun. It's that I always get really excited when it's the sort of, oh, everyone's picking a faction. What are you going to pick? So it's, it's a nice time. And you always have to go for something a little bit obscure and unloved, in my case. Of course. Uh, they, they, you, they, they, else they, they fit the picture. They look a bit weird. So let's, I'll be. Play, I'll be losing every game with them, I'm sure. I don't know. I've no idea how it's, it, that's going to be balanced, but we'll find out. Um, is there anything new in your hobby or 40k life or general life that you well, might share? Wow. Well, I mean, <laughs> we haven't been together for two weeks, so I know. much has happened. Um, well, last time we spoke, I was obviously frantically painting up um, World Eaters. Model yes, you were. Yes, you were. For um, Nottingham GT. <laughs> so um, on Sunday, obviously, I then submitted my Necron list yep. for the uh, Nottingham GT, as you would expect. That was all as anticipated, I think, pretty yeah, much. Yeah, we all knew that yep. was going to happen. Um, <laughs> no, so I spent most of my holidays just basically painting gold trim on 15 8-bound and was yes. pretty miserable about it. I then went to see Lee and played a friendly game of My World Eaters into his custodies and got absolutely shellacked because, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, they have... So he's quite good at they are. Up, um, combat people when they've got yeah. things like lots of fight first around and um, just at minus one damage. Mm. That's fun. Um, and then I was I wasn't feeling great. wasn't feeling no. great. So I then basically since then I start got out my Necrons because you know as everyone knows Ed and I are constantly trying to relive our eighth edition dream of yes. years ago and just started playing around with some lists. Had a few practice games. I was like, yeah. This canopsic core thing is not too shabby. That's really good. So, um, I have been painting a few more models for that. That's been my hobby progress. I played a couple of games against myself, trying to learn the World Eaters and Necron rules at the same time. Actually, some, the World Eater stuff is starting to click now. Um, yeah, actually, didn't you beat the Necrons in both the games? Both games, yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, I'm going 
Well, there's a lot of Necrons. There's also a lot of World Eaters. Yeah. Um, I've lost the game twice with Necrons. But they've both been really fun games. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, the last game I played was really good because World Eaters went first, pinned in the Necrons. The Necrons gradually got rid of them and just couldn't catch up at the end. Mm. Um, it, was, it, was, it was really good fun. So, yeah, I've got a nice... you fun. need, Chris? You really, really need some friends. The man has a family. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's not very self-slammy right. of you, Lou. Oh, he got fucking self-slammed. He did. Lewis is turning to Ed. Um, <laughs> yeah. Ed's yeah, no, really I think it's really out. important that what we do is we look at the um, supporting the Death Guard players and running some sort of narrative. Oh, I'm going to be sick. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, he, he almost finished the words narrative and then he, 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 he a vein nearly went there. I'm yeah. glad he stopped. Okay. Well, that sounds good and it's reassuring to me that um, you have won some games with World Eaters even if they were against yourself. I think that's Let's awesome. See. Uh, they're starting to click now, so I definitely will want to get them painted and get through that goddamn trim. Yes. Um, I will take them to an event or two for sure. Sweet. Yeah, excited to see that. That's really I cool. just want to jump in here. How confident do you feel in the World Eaters Necron matchup when you don't know what the Necron player is going to do? Um, <laughs> this is I, as somebody's taking Necrons. I mean, this is you know in my. I head. think <laughs> it's a really interesting game actually in terms of mm. the matchups. Um, obviously, it's I think if the ne- if the World Eaters get in early, put the pressure on the Necron killing power isn't necessarily enough to get through the world eaters i think it depends on mission so i played mm. mission five last time which is a hold one hold two hold three and it's on the corner de- the quarters deployment which is really good for world eaters because they're basically in your face straight away you've got those middle wells which you just scout move into and then you're there turn one like no problem at all mm. um, and then you can just pin them in hold them off don't think many lists or a lot of the netcons don't necessarily have a huge amount of um kind of like screening stuff and then mission play so if yeah, like I, did. I did the world eaters went in cleaned out all the mission play and tagged a bunch of stuff and then like the netcons drew cleanse and deployed teleport homers yeah, yeah. Like, oh no and then all of a sudden <laughs> world eaters then get a 15 Necrons are getting a five and haven't scored any secondary points and it's like you start building up that differential so I think it's a really interesting um, game. But I would say that World Eaters potentially have the edge. But obviously, I honestly, I just, th- I just think really aggressive push melee might be an issue for for current Necrons. I, but we'll see, we'll see. I think, I think the issue there might be that you're playing tactical secondaries with Necrons. Oh, oh. yeah. yeah you're right. I could have taken cleanse for the whole game and not scored it. <laughs> well, how, many, how many characters would you kill? Uh, how many characters I kill? We uh, killed two technomancers. Not the the other way round, Chris. Not with the not with the world. It is with the oh, next one. How many? Uh, one. You okay, Chris? One? <laughs> Only one. Wow. You yeah, killed Angron. Did you not kill any of the others? Oh, sorry. I killed Angron and Invocatus. Yeah, not Did the you assassinate every time you kill Angron. Yeah, you would. Yeah. If he comes yeah, back, but... you get it again. Yeah. Necrons are going to struggle to kill him twice. Yeah, <laughs> like if he comes back, it's a oof. lot of people. Do. Basically, the, the Nightbringer got lucky and got through two shots and two fences. I think that's the Necron's big plan for big things, isn't it? Oh. What Nightbringer oh, or Wood Dragon? Yeah, has, I was going to say, a good, has a good day. <laughs> yeah, they'll have a good time. They'll have a good time. All right, um, I'm also joined, as you can tell, by Ed. Ed, how are you? How's I'm things? not bad. Yeah, yeah. I've Excellent. been doing. Uh, I've been also painting Necrons furiously. Good. A, a box of things. Box of Wraith. Uh, well, uh, only six of them. 
because I've got another 12 currently in my bathroom drying from the dip wash that I made in 8th edition. (laughs) Um, And I'm so glad I have because it has sped things up massively. Um, So that's great. I found the Void Dragon. It was Mm -hmm. under books. So I also got some metal wire. You might be able to see it there. And a a pin vice. So yeah, I could, cool. um, yeah, because the the tails in pieces. Uh, this doesn't show up very well, but yeah. Oh, anyway. he was he was under books and, and oh, built as a model. Books, yes, right? yeah, he was, okay, he I, was thought, I thought you meant you found the box under books, yeah. but actually he was physically crushed beneath. He was ninety percent weight as well. Okay. Um, never made it to the table. Bought him in ninth edition. Went hold on, these ninth edition Acherons are shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, oh yeah, lovely. But yeah, been doing that. I've been playing some games against actual human beings. You have, yeah, um, you have. Which is what been... a loser on your computer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah I haven't been socialising. You've got me there. Um, that's been good. I've, um, I think, just won or drawn every game with them. Mm-hmm. It's going well. So it's going to be it's going to be a problem when I get my first loss and just go, holy shit. What's my plan now? I'm on the back foot. How does this work? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, it's good. We're good. Well, we're going to find out. I think Necrons are going to get stress tested in a big way at Nottingham, and it's going to be really interesting to see. It does feel strong, but it doesn't feel, oh my word, the world is ending strong. Mm. So it's like, yeah, so there must be things out there that we can manage it, but it'll be interesting to see if a bunch of Necrons get all the top, and then we get all those headlines on Monday. Ah, wow, look how many Necrons did well. Ah, oh, we all hate Necrons now. It's, it's a combo of they're not like super aggressive. Um, as aggressive as some of the other armies like for example teleporting you can't on turn one um but also the way that the missions are set up at the moment it's very hard to deny primary fully so they will grind out a high score like between you know a 70 loss and a 90 something win and you will still get your points but not as many like they'll deny you some primary they'll Mm. maybe stop you from getting some secondary so it, it feels like you still have a way into the game uh, yeah. Even though, like, if you look at it and you track it through the course of the game, you're like, "Oh, I was always going to lose because of the, you know, the way that it played out." Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's very much how the Tyranids play, isn't it? It's uh, I'm going to score loads of points, yeah, but and you are, are going to score loads of points. Yeah. <laughs> the Necrons doing a slightly more resilient way. I, th- so. I, I slightly is definitely the, the right way of putting <laughs> that. Yeah, Tyranids are a little bit more fragile than Necrons. I think that's. I think no one would dispute that. As you can hear, Lewis is also here. Lewis, it's nice to see you. It's been a while. How are you? Hello, Tom. Yes, I'm very well, thank you. I hey. have been thinking teams. Yes, teams you have. Been my focus. I've got a bunch of reprobates from six plus plus to form our legion team. Yeah, it's I'm all quite expendables. It's all very expendable. Bag, bag mercenary band getting Even. together for one last job. I like it. <laughs> Glo- go out in a blaze. Of <laughs> yeah. Glo- I, I say blaze. Whimper of glory. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really exciting. Um, I'm I'm actually very much looking forward to seeing how Legion get on. And you guys have probably been the most organised. I would say of the three teams. We have a team today. house. Do you believe? You have a team house. Yeah, we've got the Airbnb as a team. This oh, like... that's cute. Oh, we've <gasps> got to do that now. Because oh. then you can have a table in it for practicing your Sunday morning games. <laughs> That would be cool. The one thing we would have to do after three games on Saturday is play more games. Um, yeah, no, absolutely. It's going to be emotional. There's only one bed in the team house, so it's going to be uh, oh, it's nice. a passionate night. But Real good bad. bonding. We call that <laughs> the bucket family. That's always a good it's a good way of bonding. It's a good look. It's strong. Okay, wonderful. Right, well, good to have you guys here. Obviously, as I say, we're going to be talking New Year's resolutions in a little bit. Before we do that, we're going to take it down a second and just get briefly serious um, because we have a little statement we want to make about Sid Sidhu, who passed away very recently. So, 
Uh, members of our UK 40k community are in mourning following the tragic loss of Sid Sidhu, who passed away suddenly over the winter holidays. Sid was a staple on the UK circuit, playing events around the country constantly with his son Byron. He was a fierce competitor, a leading figure in the Fire and Dice 40k team, and he achieved great things with his Imperial and Chaos Knights in recent years. Sid was an incredibly friendly and chatty man at events, and he would always come and say hello, and he loved nothing more than talking very excitedly about matchups, concepts, and lists. Sid was a massive contributor to local 40k in Central England. He was a serial podium placer, but above all else, he was a family man and a fiercely proud father to Byron, with the two travelling to events together and both performing extremely well. Um, they've been perhaps the most iconic father and son duo at UK events in my few years playing this game, and Sid's love for and pride in his son was always incredibly apparent, as was the joy that their shared hobby brought them. We are one big family on this circuit, and events aren't going to be the same without a familiar face. Our thoughts are with Sid's family, friends, and especially Byron at this time. Thanks for all of the nerdy chatter, Sid. Thanks for your support and encouragement of what we do. Episode 70 goes out in your honour, and we will now endeavour to spend the next hour or so doing exactly what you loved, which is getting very excited talking about this hobby. Rest in peace. Okay. I, um, I met Sid... Um at an event and it was my final game of the event we were both like yeah. right near there in it and never once has a guy put on eye of the tiger <laughs> and made copious <laughs> amounts of eye contact with him, um, <laughs> as we deployed our armies and we're like yeah super so i was like okay i'm on this and you know what we had a great time um he was a really good player he was really proud of um kind of like his achievements and he was a you could see that, you know, he was getting like top Chaos Knights, top nine. Yeah, really like, strong player. Pretty good. But he was just, whenever I'd be at an event, he'd always come over, say hi. Mm-hmm. He was always organizing events, um, kind of like RCTs. Um, and, you know, as you kind of mentioned, his son um, Byron is also a huge feature of the um of the circuit and yeah. never played byron never really but had a chance to speak to him I, i've played him twice he's just such a everything player. i've heard is that he's like a um genuine delight and a real mm. um kind of um he does his father proud so yeah. um yeah it's it was really great um having get or getting to know sid yeah. and um yeah he's definitely as you say he was he was a big part of the scene right yeah. and so you realize how familiar you get with people right and these people yeah. that you and you kind of fall into expecting to see them over and over again and obviously then something like this happens and it reminds you that you're going to make the most of everybody that you're interacting with on in the in this sort of circuit and in the games that we play um absolutely okay Right, so we will now move forward. So we're going to think about New Year's resolutions today. We'll do police roundup and promotions at the end. Spoilers, we're still waking up, right? It's just been Christmas. There's not a ton yet, but we're going to do loads. Don't worry, there's going to be loads of stuff happening. We're going we're to make a bunch of promises at the end. Um, but what we'll do first is think about goal setting and New Year's resolutions. Um, how, where do we want to start with this? We're going to think about goals and goal setting in general, sort of things we've goals we've set in the past, how that's gone, sort of positives, negatives when you're trying to set goals for yourself. Yeah, I think um, like for me, it's when you kind of when we've spoken about this, I think in the past. But I mean, uh, the classic thing is this year I'm going to win more tournaments, <laughs> um, or I'm going to do better. I'm going to get more four ones. I'm going to go five zero. I'm going to go undefeated at X amount of events. Yeah, and um, I think it's an interesting one because um, for a lot of people who've done like research into um, goal setting and that, that is not what you do. 
Um, you know, it needs to be kind of like things which are measurable but attainable, and it's about the process of getting there. And it's but it's fine to say how um, like what your goals are in terms of performances, three twos, blah blah. As long as you can work out how you're going to do that, exactly that, Pro- that. process, right? And that's the thing. So um, we as a team actually, or I set the team homework on one thing, and I said come up with three objectives, and then just say how you're gonna kind of solve it. So we we've kind of had that process. One thing I will say is, um, sorry, big into my golf at the moment. And one of the um, famous golfers around, um, Justin Thomas, he posted his the goals that he'd set himself for the um, for the previous season, mm. and he failed pretty much all of them. Yeah. And they were all incredibly lofty ambitions. They were like, yeah. you know, uh, win the Ryder Cup, win a major, blah blah blah. And he like achieved like only one of his goals. Um, so it was quite interesting to see, even at that level. But he was saying. I set myself really high goals and he knows the processes that he needs to go through to get there. So mm. we could quite easily sit here and say, well, I've actually set myself the goal of um, trying to win a GT this year. Mm. And that's absolutely fine. As long as you know, the processes you want to go through in order to try and achieve that. And I think that's probably maybe more of the discussion points, isn't it really? It's like, Definitely. how can you go about um, achieving your, achieving your goals what sort of things could you look to put in place this year that maybe you haven't had in place in the previous years and be it result orientated or play orientated or hobby orientated whatever really yeah completely and i think there's an advantage to setting goals which are easier to achieve as well goals Mm. that you pretty confident you're going to achieve just by showing up I think there's definitely there's a psychological boost you get from actually going, well, actually, I have achieved this. This that's is something that it can be done. incremental, right? It doesn't exactly, have, to, you yeah. have to start at the end, as it were. Exactly. Yeah. You got anything to add to this, Ed? No, I think that's all reasonable. Uh, <laughs> I think <laughs> like, you pretty much covered everything I was going to say there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Not. No. Okay. Well, well, let's let's um, let's unpack. I guess I'd be interested to hear a little bit about what you guys are thinking and what kinds of goals you have. Actually, we so want to maybe... talk about previous goals. Well, yeah, we can do that. What what did what sorts of goals did you guys have last year, and did you meet them? Ed, let's start with you. I my first year aim didn't have any goals, but then did reasonably well. My second year aimed for top hundred globally. Mm. Um, ended 106th, so I was reasonably happy with that. And then my third year, I didn't set any goals, um, and then also just didn't go to many events, which is this year just gone. And it's been an odd one with, yeah, like going into 10th, the back end of 9th, no one mm-hmm. could go to events. But it, I think it's really important for me to set goals because I did fuck all event wise this year. Like, um, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure I've got an actual sixth score for my itc rankings i might have yeah. just got one it might like i've got a 50 points on there from a, a london open that i dropped out from going to <laughs> the weekend before i got 50 points for it because they didn't take me off the thing i guess everyone else gets an extra couple of points because i was still on there but um nice yeah yeah like nottingham might genuinely be my sixth, sixth point so i don't know where i am on the rankings i haven't looked mm. so for me it is genuinely important to set goals otherwise i won't um have something to work towards and then i just kind of you know months go by and you go oh shit hold on it's only three months left of the year yeah for sure how about you lewis did you have any major goals last year yeah i think my main goals were mostly around um the events the saffron slam we Mm -hmm. it was the year where the saffron slam went from sort of one day a couple of two day quite small events to putting on grand tournament size events 50 player events 
and the team's tournament. Um, so the main the main goal really was around the business to get us get myself into a position where I had the terrain to be able to deliver an event of that size, but with the terrain layouts that I like to provide, um, and to be able to look back on both of those events as as learning experiences, but also as hopefully experiences that players aren't going to forget anytime soon. Um, yeah. Obviously, everyone else will be the judge of that, but when I look back on it, they're truly, about myself, truly I think I've awful. done it. They're just so bad. No, I, I'm I glad I didn't have to say it. Like, we were making sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, we've taken one of those that. things out, and it was just horrendous. <laughs> like, it was just, no, no, they're, they're wonderful events, and you, you've built quite a unique um, I, culture around the events, which I think is, is really, really impressive. It's been, been really good. Really good. And, and that's that was quite an important part of it as well. So, actually, can you deliver an event of scale? Yeah, with more serious people attending, Ed turned up to one, so you know it's going to be getting serious yeah, yeah, at that point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and and yet uh, keep it at that atmosphere and that kind of yes. culture stays in place. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Which is and it's an ongoing piece of work. You did right? also demonstrate to Davey that you know Tyranids better as well. Don't forget. Oh, that was that. Yeah, that was yeah, that was yeah. quite a big moment. Shove that right up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was you you did you did briefly come out of comp retirement for us at LGT and smash smash a bunch of people and get a full one with with new nids and that was really really cool. So ho- hopefully we'll see you do that a couple of times this year as well. I wouldn't mind Fingers that. Crossed. <laughs> well, Tau Tau was my new baby after the weekend. Is it? So ah, Tau. They're all right actually. Very Storm good. Storm Surge is OP. Storm Surge. Oh, it wouldn't be a Lewis list without Ed a flipping it. thing. <laughs> no, they're fine. But they were more <laughs> fine before they went up like 100 points when they nerfed all the... Uh, oh, yeah. The, the game, well, they, they caught the towering strays, didn't they? Yeah. Well, they needed to because they're just a gun wagon. So, mm. And then Titanic went away and also they just weren't that good. Like when you could run three of them and still have... 120 group. Yeah, yeah, nine hundred points your army. There was something there. But, yeah, uh, absolutely. How about you? Chris? Now you're an idiot. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. Let's <laughs> move We turned over a new leaf. Stop it, new guys. Stop <laughs> it. Restrain yourselves. Um, I I don't recall setting any like specific goals last no, year. I, I think, think I kind of just went um, went with the flow. Um, you know, I just I can't remember what I was playing at the beginning of the. Oh, it was like Harlequins, and then. Yunari and then 10th came and mm-hmm. um yeah I just I haven't I haven't set myself specific I didn't set myself specific goals but the year went all right um I find like for me trying to set like a lot of the things like we've spoken about this before is like you go to a certain event and you set yourself like a three two four one goal that that's tricky because there's so many variables per event but over the span of a season over the span of a year um obviously there are a lot more things that um it would you'd hope it would even itself out right and um so i can say comfortably that um, i feel like i'm in a better place with my playing i I notice far fewer mistakes that i make these days than i used to maybe something to do with having eldar just saving your ass all the time (laughs) potential like oh no i've missed positions strangely i I don't get caught out of position so often these days (laughs) rapid ingress Um, i guess i'll fire and fade away Um, (laughs) but yeah um that's probably helped a bit but yeah i definitely noticed um that so for me, yeah, we'll talk about our upcoming goals, but yeah, it's like that sort of like improving on that consistency. I feel like I've started to achieve that. And now it's, I guess, trying to 
stay up a level. I certainly know, having played like 50 games of Elder, most games go in a very similar manner. I play the Glist in a very certain way, but I'm also 100% certain it's nowhere near as optimal as the top end players who are playing the same list and play the game in the same way. So for me, I think my goal in this year will be to try and up level my play rather than be consistent at my current level. Yeah, for sure. And I think I think I'm probably in a fairly similar place. I don't think I'd set specific kind of tangible goals, but I think you know, as as we always talk about, with process being more important than the the sort of the end game. I think we we as a team and and myself have worked very hard on process, right? I've, I've worked very hard to understand the game. I've worked very hard to adapt to it as it changes and as new things come out. I'm always trying to test myself with new rule sets and new armies and, and hopping about and making sure I understand the game from different angles. And I think I've done that fairly well. And I think again myself but also other people in the team we've all seen the fruit of that in an event center right i feel like we're suddenly finding ourselves certainly at small events we're, we're very competitive now we're very you know we, we, we place very highly and do very well not just at our own ones <laughs> um and you know we've we've had a few sort of first places and podiums and other things as well didn't quite get a gt win i was that was one thing i was so close to i was really really up for that and it didn't quite happen who that. won that event who won that event? Some dickhead running Eldar, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm know. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, I'm absolutely awesome. Not lovely balanced GSC like I No, was. no, that is. <laughs> um, so that maybe got a little bit of a taste of it from that, but I think it's one of those things where you know, if I if I say now, oh, I'd like to go and win a GT this year, I don't know how much that helps me. I think the key thing is keep doing the things you were doing that put you in those positions, right? In yeah. terms of understanding, get, you, get yourself into the position to do well. exactly that. that. Yeah, and it's playing yeah. playing strong people as often as you can, and and yeah. and continuing to have have a really good comprehensive grasp on the game. And I think I think that's really fun. Uh, this particular year is interesting, and we'll we'll, we'll get into it in a little bit, but. Um, Obviously, there are always factors in the game itself for 40k that are going to determine what your possibilities are, and we'll, we'll get to that in a moment. And that's we're always at the mercy of the schedule and what's coming and what's new and, and other things. So sometimes you have to factor that into how you think a particular year is going to go. Um, but I guess we'll move forward then. Um, and it's it's worth shouting out our whole team as far as our 2023 goals go because we had a ton of new stuff. We had John breaking through with all of his stuff. Ed went on an absolute mad lad rampage with live streams, dragged us kicking and screaming into the live stream world uh, in the summer. To, you know, doing heroic work with with tenth edition coming out. Um, Davey's so burned out. I didn't play for ten weeks. Yes, that's how the content be. Uh, Davey, I think it's just how tenth edition be at the start. Stuff. Yeah, it really was. It really, really was. Um, and we've obviously met and played against all sorts of people. The Alfaris team that didn't have me in that were finally free to actually do well at a team's event and get all the way to the semi-final was very, very impressive. Um, but then so- the Alfarius team with you in. That's true. Event. We did win Saffron Slam, which, as already discussed, is a flipping horrible event. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so a lot of a lot of fun I had, and I think it'd be really interesting to see how the rest of the team get on. Before we go into the the goals for this year, let's let's chat about people um, in the chat. So we've got Scrivo here. I see Swissly. I see Sean Catewell, who says you don't get rerolls with Angrons, and I'm wondering if that's multiple Angrons. Sean, are you fielding multiple Angrons when you play World Eaters? That's not allowed. That's a bit naughty. James Shapiro is here. Hi, James Shapiro. We've actually got a, a team scrim going on against Mind Goblins as we speak. Which uh, have we played any matches of it yet? Oh, we did the pairings. Isn't that enough? Isn't that enough? Are we are we ahead on the matrix? Did we win the matrix? The pairings? Oh, I don't look at that stuff. Oh come on! I don't know. I, it felt good. It felt fine. It felt all right. 
Um, You're saying we're definitely going to win. Okay. No, we're not going to win. We'll, we'll find. We'll find out. There's, you lose, mind goblins. You there were lose. a few. A few people made choices in the pairings where they wanted experience into particular things and particular players and this, these different things. And I, I think Excuses it was re- are coming out. No, it was good and right yeah. to do that, but I think that's that will shape a little that bit. That old chestnut. We're just trying to get experiences. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, mock the process if you like, Chris. <laughs> that's fine. We see, we see how it comes in the. You're ITT. very welcome to step up and play in any of these if you uh, if you we know how I feel about teaching. <laughs> Chris has appeared into himself in his house again somehow, and he's going to be he's going to be playing. Look, he won. Come over here. <laughs> I'm sure oh, they yeah. would. To be fair. <laughs> Oh dear. Nogo Matthew is also here. Hello, Nogo Matthew. Um, and Patrick says, hello, everyone. Hi, Patrick. Great to have you. Oh, Jack is also here. Had a lovely game with Jack yesterday. Very, very oh, fun. Patrick, Patrick was in my team at the weekend. So yes, hopefully you're going to give us a, a breakdown of that at the, after the, run the down New Year's resolution. That'd yeah, be really yeah. good. I'd be, I was supposed to be at that event and then I was unable to. So I'd be very interested to hear how it went and all about it. So let's, let's look forward. Let's think about 2024. What kinds of things, if we, if we think as individuals first, and then Chris can tell us what the Plus are going to try and do after that, because I think that's that's a point of curiosity as well. If we start maybe with you, Chris, because we'll come back around to you in a bit, what are your 2024 goals or thoughts? What kinds of things do you want to work on? Yeah, so I think, like, so for me, I've kind of given myself, um, well, we all kind of gave ourselves like three goals. I split mine, one into like a channel goal, one into like a personal goal, one like in a playing goal. Um, and I just kind of mentioned playing goal already. Um, it's to be, or I think I'm at my current level. I'm playing reasonably consistently, like yeah. at that level, um, and I've improved upon that. So next, so or this year, it's going to be about trying to um, play at a higher level. Um, mm. And you know, I'm not going to be consistently playing at that higher level, um, but hopefully, be able to reach get more games where I'm like, oh, I actually nailed that. Like my opponent never really stood a chance. Um, And then like kind of in terms of like the how, I think a big thing for me is I talk about it a lot, but I just don't do it in practice as much is Mm. constantly analyzing the direction of the game and the points and where it's going to end up. And, you know, you can get so caught, especially when you're learning new armies, you're just like caught on, like kill the stuff, score the cards rather than a, well, over the next two to three turns, my opponent's units are going to get to these places. Mine are going to get to these places. How is this going to affect the scoreboard? Mm. How is the primary going to like flesh out over the course of this game? And the way I do that is by playing these practice games. You know, I'm playing these practice games at home by myself, but it does mean there's no pressure of me worrying about my opponent going, for fuck's sake, hurry up, you know? And like, mm. it's, I can play a game over like two, um, over like two or three evenings. And I could just be like analyzing all the options, working out all the steps and that sort of thing and it helps me to learn kind of like a bit better so that's kind of like my personal like playing goal yeah um my other one well another one was like health and fitness based type stuff i'm literally the most unfit and fattest i've ever been in my life right now i'm with you on that one every year it gets worse i mean i used to play so much sport the other day i was down the park with uh, my girlfriend's son, I went for one twenty meter sprint and then just like died. So <laughs> I'm like, right, this this isn't okay. Um, so yeah, I'm looking to kind of like push that bit. And I think you know, there's, you know, in all sports and any activity where you want to do well, um, your health and fitness can have a big impact. I completely agree. Yeah. Your stamina, your focus, all those sorts of things. So um, 
why not try and kind of like push that and then see if it has like levels of improvement um and then my third one yeah very much about six plus plus so i won't we'll cover it we'll come back yeah, around cover it. It a bit. No um, but basically um a shit ton of hard work is the goal uh always the um is the how yeah, boy. Um, yeah. and that's yeah. that's that's what it takes sometimes isn't it and it's that's the way of it okay let's move to you lewis what are your 2024 goals Excellent. Well, I was going to lead with a fitness goal, um, but Chris stole my thunder there. Um, I have been fortunate enough to get a place at London Marathon this year. Oh. We will be. It'll be my first marathon. I've done quite a few halves um, and I run quite a lot. But yeah, You're one this, of these boring year... people who's basically already very fit and intends to keep being very fit, right? That's Sorry. your goal here. And that's okay. I just, just want to make sure people <laughs> understand what, yeah. we're, what we're dealing with here. It's one of those already one of those doing guys. incredibly well at something would like to continue doing incredibly well well at it that's fine you carry on it's a very scary distance though <laughs> it is it. that's terrifying like, i think it's more terrifying that i've done the halves because i know i get to the end of them and i'm like done <laughs> yeah. how do i get to the end of it and then and do, do it another again? one yeah <laughs> so yeah i've got some psychological humps to get over but uh, other half has done me a uh, done me a training plan because she's a qualified oh. coach so um got to follow that and be a good boy and do all my gym work and do all my uh, do all my runs and hopefully fingers crossed i will be somewhere in the middle of london in april doing well that's incredibly um, exciting so yeah that was my kind of fitnessy one and then um obviously from an from an events perspective got six current events in the calendar for saffron slam this year including a charity event in april where we're raising money for a um uh, a British British veterans charity. We've got a uh, we've got an armed forces contingent here in Saffron Walden that do explosive ordnance disposal. So, raising some money for them um, at a charity event in April, um, which I'm hoping to be able to raise a decent amount of money for. I haven't really put a target on it yet because it's, it's difficult difficult to ask people for money, isn't it? Yeah, and, of course, and it's not it's not fair. Some people want to turn up and just give it's a little just bit. And some one, people right? get the money and then next year go. We're going to beat our target. Exactly, That's yeah, hundred percent. So I'm hoping that should be a really good, really good event. But yeah, hopefully deliver all six of them again in the same kind of theme as we as we did last year and, mm -hmm. and hopefully people enjoy them grow them a little bit more and and potentially touch wood with a with a certain new game of square bases that's come out potentially yeah. expand the saffron repertoire yeah. to, into the fantasy realm it's so. coming it is coming the excitement so, is palpable yeah would quite like a little intro event and then from my own hobby um recently stopped doing commission work um all of the other stuff was getting a bit too much so uh, got rid of the commission kind of side of the business so i can focus on events a bit more but what i've already found over sort of december time is i've stopped doing any personal hobby and i think having the commission stuff in there was kind of forcing me to spend some time doing personal hobby and now i took that away i've stopped doing it completely so mm. um, set myself quite an ambitious goal but i want to do an hour of painting every day okay um obviously over the weekends i'll probably make up for time i haven't done in the week um yeah. oh, so i say i say every day i say every weekday i'd like to do it so it'll be five to five hours a week effectively. Oh, that's, quite, that's quite a nice goal i, I like that one yeah i hope so um i think we'll hobby is one of those ones that often slips through the cracks with all the other stuff right and it's it's it is actually First thing to go, isn't it's it? nice to carve out genuine meaningful time for that that's definitely something i want to try and do this year as well i've actually um on my phone on my notes set up a 40k tracker i'm writing what i do every single day related yep. to 40K. oh that's interesting day. so far we've i've had one day where i didn't do anything 40k related but every other day i've done something either painting building or um like channel related um and i'm just going to track that i think that'll be quite interesting just to track the 
you know, the whole year. And then you kind of yeah. be like, oh, I played half a practice game here. Oh, I, this was when I painted this and yeah, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah, it's just a note on my phone. I'm just Definitely. Definitely. Um, Sean Catewell says, I've been getting a lot of square bases in the post. Sean, I'll, oh, I'm going to drive around after this and I'll just take those and Mark never needs to know. It's fine. <laughs> I'm quite, I, I just need some of those. So I'll, I'll be over in a little bit. That's great. Um, and Scrivener says, Chris's goal is to give me a job, right? Yeah. As in, you know, we earn enough money on the channel that I can pay Scrivener. Mm. Oh, right. Okay. Don't, don't right. like the sound That's of that. Yeah. <laughs> don't like the sound of that at all. It's got to pay everybody else first. <laughs> Can't be able to pay Because I let him use my, um, my, my creative suite for Adobe. Yeah, exactly. Um, so give him your, give him your time and attention. And you, what price can you put on those? <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know? As Scribble's new partner, I do feel the need to defend him. And he, he's worth every penny. We don't <laughs> pay him anything currently. But <laughs> that's irrelevant. Still he's absolutely worth, worth that as a start point, And we can build from there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Scrivo. Also, again, I've forgotten it. I, I just shouted him out on the podcast yesterday. I forgot. Scrivo um, won an event this weekend oh, we with, with a Team Wales and Team England team, um, with a few a few lesser knowns like Matt Robertson in there. Started on Team Wales. In, in so. there is yeah, exactly in there in there as ringers. Um, and Scrivo was on Ironstone Marines and had a fantastic event and won a bunch of games and did really well. Um, and I think he's done a write-up in our Discord, and I am yeah. nagging him to do a Scribble versus the World video about it because that feels perfect as as a topic. So well oh, done, Scribble. Yeah, we are extremely proud of you, but you can't have any money, and that is <laughs> that is yet. that is that is the start. Yet, yet, absolutely. <laughs> this weekend has basically so last week. Uh, six plus plus legion team had a had a meeting before our uh, before the itt to basically like kind of nail down what factions we're going to take and what practice we need to deliver over the next few weeks um both Grivero and i said well, we've got events this weekend with factions that we're not going to be taking to the itt just need to get them out of the way and then we can start focusing on what we're actually doing because we're part of teams where we can't have the factions that we want and then we've both yes. done very very well and gone hmm, yeah all the plans that we had have we just thrown a grenade in there and gone start again yeah. <laughs> well, why not sorry can't you take town exactly can. yes so can take what, we had planned what we're going to do yeah this weekend is effectively thrown i think tower with that light board man do it that's funny i think that, <laughs> Shut I just, down I just and think say that. you don't know if you're going to win the roll off you know what flag in the ground i've been really enjoying necrons if i go undefeated and you don't this weekend chris i'm having them for teams and then oh! you can play chaos oh! you think you're going to go undefeated at well, no 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 i'm saying if <laughs> i go undefeated and you don't did. So if, oh, yeah. if we both go undefeated, you can still have them. Well, we'll be playing um, each other in the final, mate. It'll be fun. Spot on. Yeah, yeah. Sounds... I, yeah. I meant 5-0, and oh, but yeah, if I beat you in the 7-0 bracket, I think you can still have it at that point. Okay. Right, if I beat either of you, I'm playing the Necrons. It's fun. <laughs> Sound? Very, yeah, yeah. That's very what reasonable. Thousand Suns is really I don't, fun. I don't want to play the Necrons. No, like it's not your style, I absolutely want to play the Thousand Suns. Absolutely. Um Okay, right. And Davey says, whoever does best at Nottingham yeah, gets, right, gets the Crons. Okay, so I know we're going to end up with David Gale on playing our Necrons. I was going to say, we'll have, we'll have Alex on our team instead of one of us. Yeah. <laughs> just, just one of us is kicked because he gets yeah. 5-0. Yeah, we, we really can't afford to make our team selection a pure meritocracy or we'll, we'll all be in trouble. I think we, yeah, we've, got, we've got this nice cushy gig now. We need to pull up the ladder and keep, it, keep, keep them away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> No one else is allowed to be bang average. 
in terms um in terms of 24 goals i think I've, i can't remember what i put in the discord most of my i i think process wise and i said this on contact last was on there yesterday i i like where i'm where i'm at and where things are going i don't feel a need to change things particularly i'm, I'm going to keep turning up to things and keep being enthused by and, and diving into the game in the way that i do i think that works fine and i don't really want to push it more than i'm already pushing it um but i did have a few little things especially to do with our team um that i was excited to try and do this year so the big one is i need to learn pairings well enough to be able to captain one of our teams i think chris does a lot of work captaining the different teams when needed like he was captaining legion at saffron slam i think that's amazing and chris has really come on with pairings so i need to step up and have the same because that means then i can captain omegon or captain legion and, and we can mix things up and swap things around because i think that's good to do and i think it's nice to have different people in different different places on the teams at different times um so i'm going to try and learn and ignore the bit earlier on where I said I didn't look at the matrix after we've done our pairings. I'm really, I'm really oh, passionate, oh. passionate about pairings, um, and I'm going to understand them real good. Just I just wait. sat and filled in my bit that has been, you know, asked to do two weeks ago because I keep forgetting about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah good work. Guys. Are you? There's the, a good, a great reminder. People that have not done our matrix. Yeah, but I'm. I'll just. Um, I'll, it's fine. I've just oh, yes. done it now. Yeah, unless I've, it'll be all right. On no, the oh, note. have I? Have I? I've opened the wrong file. Uh, no worries. I've put it. I'll in do something. it. After, I will do it after this. I hadn't actually. I did. I honestly didn't know what I was even prioritizing for it until about two days ago. So we'll we'll see how we go. Um, and then goal two was play for joy. So when things I like are strong and I feel like competing, 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 I'll do that. But also when not, when not, or when there's a, a bit of a lull in the meta, and I will talk about it. But I think that's going to be the case at times this year. I'll do other things and, and muck about and have fun with it as well. Um, and Saffron Slam is I've got eyeballed already is do something fun. I don't know what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be exciting. So it's always lining it's going to be up spectacular. Lining up, is. lining up a few events, and I did actually put more GT podiums in here. Uh, which is ambitious of me, but I would like to have a, at least a proper swing at a few smaller ones this year and, and take UKTC seriously a few times as well. So and we'll see, see what can be done. And those were my main ones. To be honest, most of my goals in life are, as, as others are talking about, you know, it's fitness and life stuff, get get work and health and life, all, all those sorts of things nice and tidied up to make sure that other things can flourish. Because I had a bad back for the first time in my life a few weeks ago, and it scared me. I was like, "Oh no! Is that is that what's going to happen now? Is that is that what happens if you don't do exercise? I hope not. Maybe it happens if you do do it. I don't know. We'll find out." Um, let's talk about the team then, Chris. What are the team's goals? What are we thinking going forward? I got no goals, of course. Yeah, oh, we're not done, you Ed. I got distracted by Scrivo demanding compensation. But yeah, sorry, Scrivo completely threw me trying to get That's in right. ahead of everybody else in this team for paid work. Ed, what would you like? <laughs> Uh, I don't. I I thought I was really big and clever and funny when I was fourteen, and I said I'm never going to set another um, New Year's resolution. I've stuck with it. I've done really well. Mm. Um, that's been mine. However, I'm aiming to do less um, because I've been very much burning the candle at the both ends. I realised. Yeah. yeah, yeah we we had a team meeting um, with goals for the new year, and I was like, yeah, so I I could be free between six and eight on Tuesday and six and eight on Wednesday. Ah, and that's it. So um, I've already yeah. binned off a couple of things. Yeah. But um, I think I'd like to get better into good players. I'm mm. a very consistent player. So I beat all the players who were better than me. And then I just don't beat the players who are better than me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but like, it's not, there's no wiggle room with it. It's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. right now, I know if I play David Gaylard, I'm probably going to lose. And mm. it's not like I can, I can give him a good close game. 
but I just don't win those games. That's my my floor as a player. So all my good runs have been play people who are good, yeah. like really solid four one players. But um, Birmingham, when I went undefeated, I didn't play any big names. I just played some really good four one players basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's probably my my personal aim. Um, and then hobby wise, or, or like doing a lot of content stuff this year, I've been enjoying putting that out consistent uh we've got a video coming this week for necrons cracking the codex in fact i think it's already already up we've got another necrons one coming next week and the week after and i think we're going to do an admec week the aim is to have a cracking the codex out monday tuesday wednesday thursday friday for an entire week um because obviously we've got more codexes coming so i've got to get that shit sorted we do yeah yeah then uh when uktc finally changed their pack because they're going to do it. Like I know they've made small tweaks for Nottingham. They're going to change it again. Like maybe, maybe they yeah. just love Scorched Earth. I'm actually planning on asking um, Zach that this weekend. He can't keep getting away with this. We just need but... to. We need to, as, as soon as we know. I mean, I yeah. feel I wouldn't be surprised if this is actually it because they've put it in the February um, IT team pack, and they've so also cool. said that the February pack is the same as the May teams pack. So therefore, the thought process would be that means they're going to be sticking with this for the time being. I'll be honest. I think until we get a new set of missions, I don't think there's anything particularly engaging or fun you can do with the 10th edition rules for a tournament pack outside of going full wacko narrative. I'm going to have, you know, whatever. They're all just very like, hold one, hold two. I think so, I think so, I think sites of power can legitimately go in there somewhere. I think that. Yeah, yeah, Although it's like, a bit weird, I think it's it's competitive enough that it, it also changes list building exactly, which is quite fun. Yeah. And Necrons would bloody love it. <laughs> so yeah, uh, more content UKTC at mm-hmm. some point. Um, hopefully, we have some sort of nod from Zach as to whether it's worth me doing that now or waiting a month or two. But yeah. I've been saying I'm going to wait a month or two for the last six months. So yeah, I'll ask him this weekend. And then uh, Old World as well. I'm really looking forward to that. I don't yeah. know that I'm going to play it competitively, but there's I've got I'm eyeing up some tournaments in April. Because yeah, I don't see it for that. But maybe we'll end up that way. I don't. I guess especially once once more stuff comes out and there's more layers to it, probably will be right. Should we talk about old world? Should we go there? Should yeah, we take it to an old world. Hey. That's that's on our list of things for this year, isn't it, Chris? Mm-mm-mm. We well, only came I mean, up with this today. <laughs> yeah, I, I came up with it earlier, but you know, I messaged everyone today. Um, <laughs> last year we had a go at dabbling in age of sigma we did some of us actually went and played tournaments and did very well in tournaments yeah they did they um, were only kept out by rules like not having 40k models in their army and st- some, <laughs> some not fluffy noob nonsense about it not just being about your actual results in the game I don't know, yeah. yep. but unfortunately the internet didn't really find out about that um so we what we did try was um, a tale of five war gamers kind of yep. like for those of you who remember back in the day in White Dwarf and that, you know, like people would track their hobby progress on a monthly basis as they started from nothing and built up their army. We're like, we'll do that with Sigma, this will be great. Um, we did one episode um, and then we started getting the content in for two. And then someone dropped out, someone didn't really ever send in their content, naming no names, Thomas. It was um, definitely me. I dropped the ball um, on that one. Yeah, <laughs> but in my defence, all those other guys have dropped so many more balls over the years. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, no, I, you have, one, I can but... have this one, and I'm actually I love my lizard men. They're cool. I just haven't finished. Them. Yeah. Um. So 
we actually had quite a nice premise with that. We had it all planned out. It was all going to be great. So it's actually quite simple for us to um, just reignite that with yeah. old world. Um, so today I asked, and we've got five people already who are interested in doing that. So we'll. Um, that is one of the things we'll be doing. You know, I mean, like in terms of like content and that, who know, we don't know how it's going to develop. It might be that actually we start playing the game, we will bloody love it, and actually it's heralded as a great competitive game, and we start doing that and something. Stop playing forty k. Yeah, and we're the six yeah. plus ward show. Like you know, whatever. <laughs> um, but other than that, it's. I mean, for me at the moment, um, it's more that like I just want to. It's. I'm going to use an army that I. Well, not, no spoilers. But I'm going to use an army that I always used to love, and I'm going to start it from fresh. I've already given um, that away, mate. Be, it's fun. I'm going to be tracking it um, as I kind of the hobby process. We can get lots of painting content, hobby content. Yeah. Sort of thing. So yeah. Yeah, I actually think that would be really nice to do because that would test us a little bit with doing schemes and painting and stuff. And... So that's one of the things we've got planned to. Yeah, very good. And should we think a little bit more widely about the sorts of things we want to be doing this year and then we can, can move forward, I guess? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we had a team meeting just before um, kind of like Christmas time mm-hmm. um, with all like the loads of us who get involved in the content. Um, and we feel like last year we had a pretty good time of it. You know, we made a big step into like the live streaming world um, and we produced a lot more content. Um, we got more people on board to be producing content and be, become part of the team. And we felt like we were in a good place. Yeah. Um, I, for me, this year, the goal is to try and see, like, what can we make of that, like, stepping stone and how, how far can we go? Um, you know, like, you, you've got lots of big channels out there. You've got the likes of Vanguard Tactics and stuff who are doing an incredible job, and it's incredibly hard work for them. Oh, yeah. They are they're doing very well for themselves now, and they're becoming very much a high quality and business which is bringing in good money and we're nowhere near that but i want to find out if actually this is something where three four years down the line actually can we be in a position yeah. where we can be um not necessarily employing people but can we be like in a in a big area and actually have a niche in the in the kind of like the content creation world where we're we're producing a lot of things we've got our toes dipped in many places i think really we do um, you know, we've got events we've got content we've got the team we've you know we've got the potential we've had lots of discussions coming together before about like potentially running team leagues and stuff mm. i think for me it's just i want to see can we have a good year and see if actually we can make something of it um and the how is just bloody hard work as i said like, yeah. unfortunately there it's i can on my phone i've got so i've got loads of scripts for videos I've got loads of ideas for things. And then I'll, you know, last year I'd get home. I'd be like, I'm just going to put on YouTube and watch a video and just chill out instead because I'm tired. (laughs) And you know what? Like this year, I want to make it, um, I want us to have a real good go of that. And I think, no success breeds success. Last year, there was this moment where things just flipped and suddenly we were getting like 400 subs a month, which for viewers content well context usually it's around 100 or under when we're regularly producing content so yeah. to be hitting 400 a month was like really big amazing yeah, yeah flew and that kind of showed that we actually have something out there that people were enjoying and then um, 10th came out and ruined everything yeah it really did it really did um <laughs> it but... actually did <laughs> can't, can't <confirm>. selling <laughs> tickets was a nightmare at the start the of best time for your channel new edition uh, nope yeah, exactly. as long as they don't put out any more rules, we're going to be fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> it was it was like we were all ready to go. Oh, and everyone hates it. Okay, okay. <laughs> listen to our stuff then. Um, uh, so yeah, no, it was just, but yeah, that's that's it. We've got lots of ideas. Um, I know everyone says this. We've got lots of years. Like ideas we, we legitimately in, have more ideas than we have time. I think. Yeah, we do have a lot of stuff going on, um, and I think um, a big part for us is the fact that um, we're we really enjoy like interacting with like our community. And I think we have yeah. a really good community. Like you just go on our Discord and you look at that and how That's everyone great. gets on so well. Like shout out to, to the Tyranid part of the Discord. Like oh, that is like that chat. Wild. They're constant. wild in there. I want in. If it you play fun. Tyranids, go and uh, check out our Discord on the Tyranid section. Um yeah. but that community feel and that supportive nature that I think we're quite good at, um, I'm very keen to push on to and yeah. spread it to to more people you know like if you look at our average number of views on videos it's really not that great and so for us it's about well we feel we produce good content the people that view our content seem to like our content so it's how can we put that content out to um a wider range of people really absolutely and that's, that's a goal for us definitely and i think that's it and we'll just be bringing out some new bits and pieces as we go and keep all the stuff that we've kind of established rolling um, and and see where it takes us. As you say, you just keep going and keep keep seeing, don't you? Um, I think it's going to be interesting. I always think from a 40k goal standpoint, this stage of an edition is an interesting thing because books start coming out, different strengths of books appear, different armies go up and down, and it's going to be it's always shaped a bit by that. I think in terms of like competitive goals, what what's possible? So, so something like Necrons comes along, suddenly that's a really exciting opportunity. We've got a bunch of Necron players; they can go and make the most of it. I'm kind of sat here at the moment. I don't really have any armies I play have full books yet for quite a while. So it's going to be quite interesting, sort of sitting around in my hands waiting for that to happen. Beastman uh, time. That's it. That's when I become a Beastman main instead. So that's fine. If only someone would play my traditional enemies and I could line up against them. I don't know if anyone's. Don't know if anyone's doing that. Um, traditional enemies. Well, they, they ride around. The on, they ride around on horses, and we don't like them. I mean, we'll fight. We'll fight the empire as well. But yeah, there's, there's a. Yeah, basically any goody two shoes with pennants will will have at. I think is this <laughs> is, is, is the general the general gist. Um, so we'll we'll get to that in good time as well all very exciting and yet hopefully we get a bunch of interesting books and we can all have a good time out there in comp 40k as well but let's let's wait and see what happens on that school okay lewis you were going to do a little savage hammer review for us before we do some listener questions do you want to get into that i certainly was sir yes um so i spent saturday at the savage hammer teams event called and they always come up with really good names the battle of lion's gate which was it was a competitive event but it does have a cool name so Mm. i'm all for that um and actually talking about you mentioned about the community chris i had several people come up to me during the day even though i was wearing this because i haven't actually paid you for a six plus plus shirt yet which i definitely need to do at some point Um, (laughs) they were like you're from six plus plus we love the six plus plus stuff it's great keep doing yeah it's always satisfying people coming up to you. Um, although when, well, sometimes when I'm like mid game, I'm a bit like, whoa, what's going on? Because <laughs> I'm not used to people like recognizing who I am. So that was exciting. Um, but yeah, so uh, Savage Hammer are a, uh, a group of guys that organize events over in the Higham Ferrers area of the world, which if you're not familiar with the East of England is somewhere between Northampton and Kettering, um, that neck of the woods. Um, and yeah, they ran a, a five-man teams event 
this weekend. Um, had eight teams in uh, in competition. Um, I went with a, a team of, of kind of misfits from East Anglia. Um, I'm sure they won't mind being described as that. A couple from Norwich, a couple from Colchester, <laughs> me from uh, me from Saffron Walden. So um, had a mixture of, of experienced players um, and uh, and newer players as well. So it was a it was a really really good fun day. Um, should we do? I'll shall I'll do our normal like uh, review yeah, run us of the it, event. Let's yeah, go from. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah, talk about toilets, shall we? We haven't spoke about toilets. Toilet Plus Plus will be its own show this year. I'm announcing that now. We're going to have Toilet Plus Plus specific. It could be a YouTube short, couldn't it? It actually, it actually could. You just go in the toilet. Oh my god. I, I hate to be the voice of reason, but don't yeah. put oh, your yeah, phone out with your camera in a public bathroom. No, we at Six Plus Plus do not condone yeah. you filming in a public toilet. Six Plus Plus get cancelled after filming people in toilets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, it's bad when I'm the voice of reason here. Guys. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. No, this is why this is you're the big picture guy. You've seen some errors in the plan there. I appreciate you. Ed. It. Yeah. it was really promising up until then, though. Yeah. Does that mean the Six Plus Plus toilet tier list is out the window then? No, that's uh, fine. Well, you can do that based on lived experience rather than video. Lived experience. <laughs> <laughs> These many hours I spent in here after a dodgy curry. Where where really would you great. place them on the tier list, um, Lewis? For, for the toilet tier list. I don't want to start on a negative, so I'm going <laughs> to... That's not because it's not fair. I had a fantastic S tier, the shit tier, where all the <laughs> stink, like LGT. That's very Yeah, yeah. You can see bad. the fog in the LGT. You, can, you can't see much. That's <laughs> disgusting. But no, uh, uh, Wayne, who runs the Savage Hammer events, and his team that work with him are brilliant. I've been to a few of their events people, now. Yeah. They're fantastic. They're they're on that kind of list of TOs that will take time to go round to everybody that's playing in their event and speak to them one on one, make sure they're having a good time, make sure they're enjoying themselves. Do they need anything? And I think when the TOs do that, it helps create a really welcoming atmosphere mm -hmm. in the hall, even at competitive events. So it's an event that uses the UKTC terrain, so all laid out like that. And and there were a couple of good teams redacted and my goblins were, were in attendance. So um, some top teams there. Um, so for, for Wayne and his guys to still create that environment, um, I think is a testament to him and, and, and the way he runs his events. Mm. Um, so that was really, really excellent. The the venue itself is is in a school in Hyam Ferris. Um, and uh, I almost wandered into a ballet class instead of the uh, instead of the 40K <laughs> Luckily, they didn't have need of my prodigious ballet skills and I found my way to the 40k hall instead um, to play with my fish people um, toilet there was only one toilet which is always a slight downside it was a school, so I'm sure well, there were toilets somewhere else um, uh, there were four it was uh, five teams of eight teams of five so 40 of us um, that's quite a lot for one leave yeah I think it's uh, um, it was actually to be fair. I mean, they kept it clean all day, so like it was no problem. Well them. It's just, well yeah, um, I guess, and and I guess when you when you've got venue choices in schools and things like that, I know, I know when there's kids walking. Yeah, around, I think they're always quite particular about where you can and can't go. Mm -hmm. So, mm. Um, I don't think that's a, it's not a, a slight on them at all because I mean the hall itself is a really lovely space, quite roomy, lots of room around our tables, which is always nice. Um, not packed in like sardines, um, like some of the larger events are. So, um, it's always good to be able to kind of breathe. Um, which is which is always really positive um so yeah our, our team we was not a police team um so i was no. represent I, I put my team name down as the saffron slammers just so we've uh, we've got some points on the board for this yeah. year um 
and we had uh, Lucy. Um, she was running her Tyranids, which is obviously why I wasn't running Tyranids. Um, she's been to a couple of couple of events before, but I think this was her first Teams event, um, and she did a, a stellar job. Um, uh, a friend of ours, Dan, who's on his Thousand Sons, um, Sam, who I've seen in the chat with his with his orc horde. Um, oh yeah. None other than one of our plus mentees, Patrick, on his Dark Angels. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I ran my fish boys for uh, for the day. Um, mm. And actually, probably a special shout out to, to Patrick, actually, um, for organising us all. He was our team captain. Um, and as I'm finding out with, with Legion, um, organising people is an absolute pain in the ass. So. Quite hard work, as it turns out, <laughs> being captain. Yeah, yeah no, no, I'm, I'm being facetious. Legion are all great. Um, but um, actually, from from Patrick's perspective, he he took on our uh, our our mentoring kind of coaching service um, as he was he was getting a bit frustrated with his performance at, at events in the past. Um, and Tom, you've been working with Patrick, haven't you? I have. Um, yeah, he's a lovely lad. Dark Angels, um, and actually, I spent some time with him as well um, just before the event, going through a kind of all the deployments and his, and his options for how we should kind of think about the first couple of turns of each of the games. Mm-hmm. Um, and had this been a singles event, he won two of his games this weekend and would have finished 12th. That's what we um, like. Well done, Patrick. Absolutely stunning. Um, Patrick's had a rough time because Dracari have obviously been in a what we'll call a hostile place. Yes. Um, and that, so when you're trying to get confident and get skilled up, I think having an army in that position is really rough. So, And Patrick has actually been so lovely and patient and persistent with it and has worked extremely hard. So you've earned a break on something that can actually take a punch and do interesting things, Patrick. So well done. Enjoy it. No, definitely. And, and it's, 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 it's disheartening sometimes because his, his Dracari army is absolutely stunning. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah. Really well as well, but it's, it's such a good army. I'm just like, just yeah, want yeah. them to be good enough that you can take them to events. Yeah. Hopefully just, not long. Hopefully not long. Come on. Let's have it. Let's have it. Do the thing. Do January is coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, good, good shout out for, for Patrick. Um, and I guess probably worth shouting out my three opponents as well because I've done, I did that classic annoying thing where I hadn't really played with my army and I was learning the rules as I was going through. So lots of shuffling through the data cards. Going, pretty sure that's what the gun does. I think by the end of the day, I'd, I'd picked it up mostly, but uh, um, mm. I decided kind of quite early with Patrick that I would take the first defender role, which I think sometimes can be the under the bus role yes um, and i think because we had a couple of new players in our team um, it made sense for me just to take the towel and just pick whatever was going to be the nastiest thing that we could face mm. um, and and it worked out good practice for me for itt as well to try and try and think what's we'll take on what's what's strong in the meta at the moment and and see how it plays see how it yeah. goes because i'm not going to get a huge amount of time for for practice games before then and now so um my uh the towel list is is very conventional, as you'd expect from me. It doesn't have a single crisis battle suit in it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> two hammerheads, storm surge, three ghost keels. Um, oh, triple probably... ghost keel is very nice. <laughs> yeah, so, that's yeah, fun. It, that that is the meta part of it. To be fair, they are mm, ridiculous. They're so um, good. Two units of strike teams, unit of breaches in devilfish, um, sun shark bomber, which is definitely my MVP of the weekend. Interesting. Um, commander with four fusion blasters because that's what he's modelled with, um, and <laughs> the, uh, an ethereal and a fireblade. So a bit of a mishmash of stuff. It's my old eighth edition tail list when hammerheads were even worse than they are now. Um, and, yeah, they were uh, rubbish. They were they were awful, but we did enjoy them. Um, and I think actually, um, rather than I mean, I, I've mentioned my three games, but I won't go to them in detail because no one wants to hear that me fumbling my way through them but what i've kind of worked out and tau players tell me if i'm wrong is that the key kind of strategy for any tau list is to get 
focus down those key targets very, very quickly, mm. get rid of them off the board, and then in pile that pressure on in a particular location, mm. and then just keep keeping your opponent at arm's length as you're kind of whittling down. Don't let them get close to you and move around. Use your quite, quite excellent maneuverability to get out of the way. Mm-hmm. and then stick stuff like the ghost kills in the way that they can't then deal with. Yeah, they can uh, be surprisingly aggressive, the ghost kills, if they yeah. want to be, because they're really annoying to get rid of. I yeah. mean, they're so resilient as well. Yeah. And, and the, my first game was into uh, into the Sisters, classic metalist, lots of um, flagellants in Rhinos, Triumph of St. Catherine with the Melter squad and the yeah. Exorcists and Val and things like that. And all those flagellants just charging those ghost kills and do nothing. Yeah. They do three or four wounds. And it's like, cool, I fall back and shoot. Um, yeah, <laughs> and there's not many flagellants left after yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I did have an amazing moment in that first game against Sisters, where my hammerhead on turn three shot Morven Val and her three uh, um, bodyguard things, and I rolled a six on the railgun, so I got three hits out of it and killed all three of them. <laughs> <laughs> Which I was like, whoa! He loves it. He loves it. So I had all of these other guns lined up to shoot this unit. Welcome and like, oh, well, to variants. <laughs> we hope you enjoy your stay. <laughs> I just like to think there's there's an amazing piece of lore in the, one of the very first Tau books where a, ra- a hammerhead shoots a railgun at a Lehman Russ and it goes through from into one end of the Lehman Russ, out the end of the other Lehman Russ. And there's like a story from a guardsman that's come up to the Lehman Russ afterwards. And he's like, the Lehman Russ looked absolutely fine. There's a tiny hole in one end, tiny hole in the other. But then there was just red smear all down the other <laughs> side of the Lehman Russ. And I was like, I'd like to think that's what happened to all four of Morgan Val's bodyguards. Just like, <laughs> and they all just fall over. <laughs> oh, yeah. My opponent was like, okay. But yeah, so uh, I played against the sisters, um, played against uh, the Eldari with the stupid night spinners and lots of wraiths. It was the first mm. time I've actually faced an Eldari list full of all the wraiths. Mm. who are resilient as fuck they are, <laughs> they are. Um, i needed uh, i needed storm surge to get turn three and start getting sustained hits two and everything to uh, to finish those off um and uh, my final game was into chaos space marines lots of accursed cultists and mm. um, chosen and stuff i wasn't allowed to shoot at unless i got very close to it which is always annoying um this co- yeah, that stratagem is up there with phantasm for being the one that you <laughs> always forget about that you should always remember it's a real it pain. yeah fucking annoying <laughs> um but yeah no absolutely cracking event managed to go 13-7 against all three um lovely armies which was i was really 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 happy with um so uh, a cheeky 3-0 there for me personally and uh, and the team we got a win and two losses but that was oh. enough for us to finish in sixth position um, nice so did a cracking job um i think uh patrick as i say won a couple of his games which is really really good to see yeah that's um, super cool. sam did the orc thing i got three 10 10 draws over the course of the day ah uh, the orc exactly dream what we yeah. need to do <laughs> And I think I think um, Lucy and Dan enjoyed themselves as well. I think Lucy Lucy got some really really good practice into a couple of different different armies that she hadn't played against before, which was really really good for her. Um, and uh, she even volunteered herself into the Necrons into the last round um, just to see what it was like. And uh, about forty five minutes later, she came over to my table. <laughs> <laughs> my Tyranids are all dead. <laughs> yeah, that is that is how that is like. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah. no, cracking event. I would thoroughly recommend Savage Hammer and all of their events. Um, mm. They they do loads throughout the year. So um, and they've got a free to access Discord as well. So just like Six Plus Plus. So um, they've got loads of loads of events on Six Plus Plus. Really good, really good guys. So would fantastic. Recommend. Yeah, glad you enjoyed it, and you're going to bring all that experience back and lead um, Legion to glory, aren't you? That's the plan. Yes. 
Oh, Scrivo has put in capitals in the chat. Breacher fish. They are quite reason. good. They ripped a squad of um, Arco Flatulence apart quite handily. Yeah. Really? Well, they're really, really good. Uh, get, to be honest, really? anything in tower, once it gets exploding, oh. double exploding sixes on yeah. 30 plus shots, and you chuck it, if you do the spotting with the Ethereal's unit, you get your lethal hits, and they get reroll wounds against stuffers on objectives and stuff like that. It's just like. They already hit on threes, breaches, don't they? They're a bit yeah, more. They hit threes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so they're just. Which actually, I remember. They're all good at what they do. <laughs> so they should have been hitting on twos with their. Uh, yeah, lines, but, uh, yeah um, they're super good. Yeah, it's really weird actually going into a new army you haven't played in ages, and you've got. I've played them. Un uncanny valley that. right yeah i yeah, know yeah, yeah. exactly how they play what the ranges are what everything is then it's like oh no that's not how it works so <laughs> i apologize now to all of my opponents because yeah, i normally yeah. fucked up so much stuff um like finding out afterwards that i've missed out loads of weapons on different things and um everything's different characteristics are different and stuff like that but um yeah hopefully uh Hopefully, mostly in my opponent's favour, but we shall see. <laughs> yeah. Any official complaints have come into six plus plus yet? So, I think all my I think, opponents. I think we'll be all right, mate. <laughs> Fine. Very well done. That was awesome, and well done to all of your team. I uh, hope yeah. you had a great time. Well done, represent. Legends one and all. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really cool. So, we're going to have a plus roundup because I've had a message through the airwaves that a plus roundup is is ready to go. Um, and then we're going to do some listening questions, and then we're going to call it a night. So, Chris. Take us away. Round up. Yeah, so basically, we've done nothing. Um, oh. no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> there I am, fucking slaving away to put out content. Oh, I'm disrespected. You're gumming sorry, my. Sorry, nothing oh, of note. That's what no. he meant. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have had, um, well, obviously, we've had two weeks off. So, in those last two weeks, we've had um, a couple of um, cracking codexes. So, we had our first look at the um, Adeptus Mechanicus Codex. Um, way in which one of our team members, Jack, joined um, Scrivo in it to discuss it. I think, as is so often the case, Admech actually have got a lot of power and potential there. They really do. It's yeah. just tied up in a lot of money. Um, and, <laughs> Every uh, edition. So, Every so edition. Not, yeah, and uh, maybe in ninth. So ninth where everyone was just like, yeah, I can buy six planes. That wasn't. That didn't feel too bad, but when it's like 35 quid for a one dragoon chicken walker and you want 27 of them for example then it's, it's not great um so we kind of started to talk through that and then also we've got um an episode about um dishing out the damage of the canoptic court obviously canoptic court is the big bad for necrons lots of people are talking about it so um yeah. these videos are ideal for those of you who are about to go to an event and you're like oh those necrons i wonder what they do well you watch that video 24 Dude, minutes and 40 seconds and you will get all of the key information you need about what to expect when you play into that list. Um, also, you know, gives you ideas, gives you a um, potential list um, to take to an event. Um, it's a really nice looking list. Um, so, yeah, we've kind of got all those sorts of things. But as we said earlier, we've got, you know, a lot in the pipeline. Uh, we've got lots more cracking codex come. I've written two scripts, one for um, a video on how to deal with transports, which I want to film as soon as I can, and also one in episode one about our road to the um, ITT. Yes, so oh, gonna, awesome. Um, so we're going to kind of, I've got different categories of um, ideas for different videos as we build up and talking about how, in general, teams can prepare for these upcoming events, especially teams where it's not just five mates. Maybe it's a team where there's like, 15 of you, in our case, who wanted to go to this event. <laughs> and so how do you go about picking a team? 
How do yeah. you go about picking? Um, oh, how do you go about picking the um, kind of the armies? How do you go about preparing? And hopefully, maybe some other teams could take that on board as they move on to future team events. Yeah. So we've got that coming. Um, as always, we um, we work with Composite Games. So I've, people are buying a lot of Warhammer at the moment. I keep getting emails um, <laughs> saying that someone's going to bought more Warhammer, and we're getting five percent um of that money so if you want to make good savings um composite games they've just moved to a new um place there up in doncaster uh, but you can order online from them and you know they they generally are about 20 percent off and then if you put in um, the code plus all the details are in the description um of the video or podcast um then you get it's an additional five percent off of that 20 percent um and we get a little bit of money from there which is quite nice um, and we should also shout out Tom did some content, not with the no. Oh yeah, I went Tom I did. went to the dark um, for those of you um who enjoy the um contact loss podcast, we're big fans of it. We had Tom McCon, didn't we? Um yeah. at Halloween time. Tom went on and um spoke about um kind of being a good opponent and that sort of thing, manners at the table. Yeah, stuff I've heard, um, not you know, not stuff I've done, but you know, yeah, how I, am, how I imagine that might go if you wanted to do that. Um and yeah, I've just started listening to it this morning actually. Um so it was quite nice for like the first five, ten minutes, um Tomic Wax lyrical about us and how much he liked <laughs> our content, which was lovely. Um shout out to the fact that he reckons we have the most natural and organic banter yeah from any <laughs> channel which i felt a lot of pressure in this episode um and also I think that whole to toilet it. plus plus sketch will have yeah delivered exactly and shout out to Tomic for being yet another person who said so tom you're the uh what are you like the mastermind <laughs> of Six plus plus? i knew you were gonna say and i was sat there in the car going fuck you tom fuck you <laughs> All the time. I'm like, how's Tom going to address this? So I, like, said I, no, I said you were the captain. I said you were the captain. I handled it very well. Who has begun? No, not yeah. yet. I keep I'm trying to run one. I'm but too lazy to seize power. Stick. We all know this. Like, we all know this. Um, yeah, yeah. He's the mouth. Tom's the mouth of Sauron. Well, that's it. That's exactly it. That's my role. Chris is the eye in the big tower, and I'm just the little yeah. dude with the weird mouth. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, yeah, but... Um, what, Ed and I, we just orc 133. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, there's, there's the two that fight in the tower, no. isn't there? In the, <laughs> oh, but, yeah. um, you have your own models in the game. Orbag, I believe their names are, yeah. My life skill is getting people to pick up hobbies that i have decided i enjoy so i'm obviously green with one tongue oh no <laughs> yeah very good That's i'm just good. there whispering yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like so oh uh, yes <laughs> oh, those uh Batronians look uh pretty good right <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah very good podcast check it out yeah, and that's that's the gist of it. There's one bit, uh, there's a couple of bits still owed that we are going to get scheduled. And the most important one from my end is the obviously you guys voted for me to take Thousand Sons to an event, and I did that and I had a great time. It was a a two one involving two t- truly catastrophic wins and one catastrophic loss. So I went, I played it really, really aggressive. So you can you can get the download on that. I'm going to make an event report. I've got some photos. I'm just finishing the script, and um, so I'll get you an event report on that in the next week or two. And we'll be having more of those this year as well. Absolutely. But that, that's covering us for January, so we bought ourselves some yeah, time. Yeah. There's going to there's gonna be some more down the line. Yeah, I mean, like, for me, it's like I've got Nottingham this month, forgot the ITT next month, but I don't have anything else really scheduled. So I think I'm thinking maybe Thursday, kind of, uh, Thursday March, 
um, doing kind of a um, like a vote. Yeah, that's great. So we'll we'll, we'll um, try and get someone else to step up for February and just keep them rolling. And that I think that'd be awesome. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So that's 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 it from us. I say we're gonna. I think I'm sure a lot of you have had the same. It's been that kind of festive New Year. Everything kind of winds down. We're just starting to power up. I feel like I only remembered how to be a human being about three days ago. So <laughs> I think now that that's happening, there's going to be a lot more coming. So do stay tuned. Um, we're going to get into podcast questions now and there's one in the chat that i'm going to very selfishly field because it's like it was written for me it's from porsche 30 who i've not seen in here before so welcome also hello to william lovell um, and happy new year to you too and hello to ultimate funk who says he's arrived precisely when he means to um, which is in time for in time for the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> much like gandalf you too are taking the piss uh, but it's nice to have you here so porsche 30 asks what rule do you think drakari could get added to the detachment that would boost them to eight similar to the death guard treatment i think as this index stands this is unlikely to be a genuinely a tier army because it simply doesn't have a bunch of rules that were written and added later i suspect um that make manipulation and control of tempo and gameplay so much easier i think they can probably end up in a votan type place where they're a lot stronger but not um not sort of game-breaking, and I think the key thing you need to do for that is that pain tokens spent on melee combat need to do something else, because Drakari units can hit at 100% efficiency, as it turns out, and still do absolutely yeah, nothing, because it doesn't matter, because they're not strong enough, they don't have enough AP, and they don't have enough damage. So you need to boost some of those things, right? I think probably AP is the big one. I think in a world of Armour of Contempt equivalents, the AP they have just does not get it done. Um, so AP would be the big one, and then you could look at strength or attacks boosted with pain tokens. And you could possibly have this cost two pain tokens rather than one um, to reflect that it's a better I was literally boot. about to say that. Yeah, I think that would be the, the actual pain token system is awesome and works really well, and I think you can play with that economy a bit. Drakari, as they currently stand, are really only going to be running one or two melee sort of death units anyway because i just don't think the book has the space for it or and i don't think there's enough of the units that are tuned enough for it so having a sort of high cost you're actually able to get through something um when it matters i think that would help them a lot that's probably all going to come in a book down the line but um i think if you're looking to patch them that's where i would start don't just give them more stuff they already have so much stuff (laughs) it's just and it's so rubbish that it's like I i i think you need to avoid the uh, sort of absolute horde situation but that's what i would do anyway do you guys have any other suggestions on that front yeah i thought i mean you, you get to a point where you put two pain tokens in perhaps you're on plus one to wound as well yeah that'd uh, be interesting pain token that would help things like witches hugely huge yeah, plus one yeah. damage plus one ap mm. and just burn through I, I don't know what Audi would do those in but i think if you're going to not try and make like massive fundamental rewrite to the index but want to make them better yeah I think it would be relatively straightforward for Games Workshop to add in other tiers of pain tokens from Power from Pain, really. Completely. Having seen seen Patrick play, they just generate so many. There's pain tokens coming out of his ears. He's just got yeah, to yeah, use yeah. them all. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I think you could gen- you could definitely generate a lot more efficiency if you could just spend more of them at any one time. Yeah. Because, I mean, in, in terms of the overall army and its place in the game, a lot of what it normally does is there. It's good at scoring. It's good at primary denial. It's good at high-quality, low-volume shooting. Those are things is always good at. And then it's got, like, Splinter, which is like, okay, you can kill some chaff at range. The thing it's traditionally also able to do is black 
space marine equivalents with a stabby thing and then die. At the moment, they don't kill anything and then they die. And so that's the last bit to fix, I think, if you want to get the balance of the army. They've actually made it more fragile. They're one of the only armies that I think got more fragile in tent. So I think they've they've really lent into the glass cannon thing, but the melee aspect of the glass cannon has gone. We know why that is. It's because we made a bunch of people cry a couple of years ago. And I think that's absolutely fine and I understand that, but now it's time for us to make everyone cry again. So let us do that, please. Thank you very much. <laughs> that would be great. So let's let's see what they do. The speed's also been toned down a bit. They don't have the reach they used to have. Free um, transports. That would be reasonable. Free, that's not oh, steady. Free or... Venoms. Free Venoms, man. Let's It'd do it. Great. Yeah. The Six game would become venoms. unplayable. I'd take three months <laughs> off. I'd play the <laughs> They'd fix the game. I'd come back. It'd it would be nice to see the Venom actually finally get to 75 points because it is, it is not. Yeah, I think that would be fun. But let's How many see. points is it at the moment? It's 85. Yeah. <laughs> That's so unreasonable. <laughs> and a rhino is 75. Yeah. And a rhino is the best transport in the game. How much and were it... they in ninth edition? They were like 60 points or something at one No, point. no, Venoms have always been in a slightly odd spot where they're, they're 75. Was it um, the Harlequin boat? Harlequin. The Star Weaver. Yeah, the Star Weavers came in cheaper than them. For and then they went up. Then they did go up. They did get nerfed pretty, pretty soon. So definitely yeah. yeah. Oh, Jack's talking about Venoms as well. Yeah. 50 point Venoms, 50 point Talos. I'm just going to start in case James Workshop are listening. I'm just going to say some stuff and see if that. Uh, Fifty point Raiders, fifty point Ravagers, fifty point Drazar, fifty point Lilith. Make every unit fifty points. Um, yes. Because entire so army what, fifty points. One of the key things that they've gone for in tenth edition is really simplified, not simple. And we want to make building <laughs> yeah. an army list nice and easy for every players. unit is the same. Cost. What we're going to be doing is we're going to be making every army have all units at fifty points. They're Don't all worry about the same it. rules as well. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh. Warhammer, guys. yeah and then you can either play the black pieces or the white pieces and we're going to put it on a big <laughs> square board <laughs> diagonally oh, one time and we finally achieved something resembling balance uh, and we'll go from there and yet All white right. still has and yet a, still still yeah, white going first white still has a... the upper hand again eh? yeah. so let's um let's let's go to some questions <laughs> <laughs> quick 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 because i'm getting slightly delirious about Drakari balance and it's not good for me so yeah oh will lovell got in there first thoughts on the new rtl i think that's the rtt league that Zach has announced, so you're going to have Trader League. League. RTG counting towards the league. I skimmed this announcement, and I said, for fuck's sake, will they not have let the uh, small tournament organizers have everything? They're running a a fucking Road Trader League. They're going to be running event, and then I read it again. I was like, oh, this is support for small. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, this is really good. Um, But I did have 30 minutes of just pure, like, for fuck's sake, and then I reread it, and I was like, oh, no, this is actually good. This is generally genuinely positive news. It's yeah. you know RTTs are all going to have the if they can they can register for, for, with tokens via Zach and they can have results there going to a specific league which is going to track RTT scores. Anyone who likes space points and follows um, you know rankings in the ITC and the UKTC, you'll know that typically GTs end up giving you more points. So actually, people who do well at RTTs, those results don't really end up cutting it over a whole year. Um, so this is a way of recognizing all the people who love to go to RTTs and, and put their effort and energy into that um, and and have have something to show for that at the end where those scores are all ranked against one another. I want to make a, a, a bold prediction, a hot take. Paul Bridge is going to be number one. In the <laughs> I, I bet he, he just goes to like a... He, yeah, RTT I could see him doing great at it. Our own Paul James is a bit of an RTT terror as well. He does yeah. love it. He does love it. He, he went through a phase with RTTs a little while ago. Where, 
Davy is a little RTT terror as well. That's true. I think Paul. Paul it'll be quite. A, it'll be another fun format for interplus competition as well. So you know, maybe we, I think that'll be that'll be quite good. And I think it looks good. Um, it's actually a goal, a, a resolution I forgot to mention, but one of mine this year is a sort of one-in, one-out system vis-a-vis UKTC and other events, right? We've got a situation now where we've got tons of big events in the UK. The UKTC is booming, thriving. It's an amazing circuit. We also have all the little events that kind of make our communities what they are and out of which all of these players come in the first place. And it's not always easy to balance those two things. So one of my goals for this year is to make sure for every big UKTC event I'm going to, I'm also going to one smaller local event and GT as well to kind of achieve some kind of balance, starting with the horrible Saffron Slam, which I'll be going to um, in a few weeks' time. So what Sorry. you need to do, ask him to change the ticket, because really the only genuine complaint I have is your uh, terrain. Uh, <laughs> play a game system that doesn't care about terrain. Uh... So, so I've moved my ticket, I'm going to play... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll come to that. I'll come to <laughs> that as the well. Old world, I'll come to that as well. Uh, Where you having narrative terrain on the board, I'll be like, "Fuck yeah, this is awesome." Yeah, what yeah, do you yeah. mean? I don't need line of sight blocking. Um, <laughs> and then someone like brings six cannons, and I go, "Oh fuck, hold on, line of sight." <laughs> might have been, uh... I love, I love the separate terrain because I haven't played on the ravine yet. I really hope I do this time. I'm very excited. That's what I want. My goal. The only map I've ever seen. Twenty-four is to play on the ravine board. <laughs> the only, the only map I've ever seen a hundred hundred draw on. <laughs> <laughs> it was a real case of the perfect players list and situation wasn't it it's like you've got two players who absolutely will take a hundred or draw if that's where it goes and on, on this on this absolute null board it was it was just they both looked at it and thought i don't want to risk it yeah <laughs> we're not yeah. going in there which is just stand on the make objectives couldn't it, it was that one yeah. yes so you can yeah. make objectives on your side of the ravine yeah and it was but just... no one had like, neither of them had the stones to go for it. I thought I was hoping one well, of them. If you go for well, it, I'm pretty sure Lee Churchill was. But... Uh, well, Lee, Lee Churchill definitely tried. It's quite I think hard. the problem was they both went for it, but like then all their stuff that went for it was immediately killed on the yeah. following turn. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like there was no. Uh, yeah. What have we learned? That's running. not going to work. Yeah. Ravine <laughs> ran with blood that day. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, long and short, is the RTL is super exciting. I think it's going to be really good, and I think. Um, yeah, we, we've, we've all got to find our way with that balance between the UKTC and, and other local things. It's an expensive time in the world right now. I think everyone's feeling that a little bit as well. So actually thinking about what's local, what's near to you, what can you do more cheaply and in less time sometimes, as, as with the NRTT, that's a really valuable thing to do. So but yeah, I strongly encourage people to make the most of that. Sai yeah. um, then asks, who got the best hobby haul under their Christmas tree from the 6++ team? hundred skeletons. Um, Ogroid Theridons. That's pretty um, cool. Which I'm going to be using for Chaos Spawn. For That's my very cool. Meters. Did I oh, see them on the board when you were sending us videos the other day? Uh, they... No, those were Lee's um, Chaos Spawn. Because I actually need four and the boss seed box only comes as three. So if <sighs> anyone has a spare Ogroid Theridon, which I'm sure many of you do, then <laughs> it would be... Um, oh, I just got one over here, Chris. That's yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I'd have to like buy another box and then just sell two maybe. But yeah, they're... Would, um, would a Minotaur work? Maybe, maybe, yeah. but then it's then I'd have like a unit of two and a unit of one dude and a minotaur with him. Yeah, so, it's a bit awkward, isn't it? It's yeah. going to ruin the aesthetic. Yeah, have you got but, the yeah. Thalmaturge, the other one? There's the wizard one, the magic Yeah, one. I've got that fully painted. It's not very disciples of Zinch main. We absolutely finish everything we start, people. That's, that's <laughs> something. That's, that's <laughs> something. Promise. When I was going through my box of biddies <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's Horus and Neiman Russ from the Ford world. <laughs> That's such an expensive thing to just have sitting around. I remember buying them from eBay like six, seven years ago. Yeah. I mean, like, 
well, this is a bit of a slight saving, and I'll paint those up to look really nice one day. <laughs> sat there in a box yeah. covered in dust, like undercoated. I've white. got a, a resin um, Leviathan dreadnought. What the fuck do you do with that now? Like, what? I've got three resin Chaplin dreadnoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. I stopped playing Space Marines because they were too good. I couldn't. I couldn't face it. I, this is when I started my Necron. This was the Iron Hands time, was it? It yeah, was, yeah. yeah. And like when the book was coming out, I was so excited. There was so much customization. I was looking at lists. I was like, "What if I take like twelve Razorbacks? This is really efficient." And then <laughs> I put I, I put them on the the table. I was like, "Oh no! What have I done? I could. I just win." <laughs> uh, it was a it was a dark time. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. My Rogal Dawn Horus Heresy mini has made one outing as Tor Garadon before Games Workshop took my took my tank away, and now I no oh. longer have enough Imperial oh. Fists to do an army, and I refuse oh. out of principle oh. to buy any more. <laughs> on the on a related note, Old World, um, obviously some armies are getting proper support, some aren't. The the uh, the feeling in the community that I've seen around seems to be fuck it. The uh, you know the indexes that everyone's getting just should be treated as tournament legal, which will be yep. interesting to see how that I, goes. I suspect they'll do it right because it's it, if it's that same fantasy and AOS crowd, they absolutely love saying "fuck you, authority," and doing <laughs> doing whatever the hell they want. So I think they ran their own events, like yes, yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, so I don't I don't think they'll take being told which half of the set of armies they can use lying down will they so i think i think that'll be fine that'd be exciting but that makes it much harder for me to choose which army to run i know i know yeah because i mean dark elves in the long run are extremely tempting for me that's definitely something but i reckon in the long run it'll be that supply demand thing and gws will then be like oh okay well this isn't going away so we better give you some shit but i think i think this is all just them buying themselves some time to be honest too. exactly i think if it's successful and people start randomly buying loads of soul blight gravelord skeletons and square bases at the same time i think it they'll do the that it's been successful but ultimately on the flip side if not enough people get into it and it never gets to that thing they haven't they haven't committed to something they can't then deliver. Exactly. Um, so I think they're playing it carefully, but I think as a result, hopefully those index or legends factions will have a set of rules that are half decent and will tide those armies over. If not, their community will just write them. I mean, exactly. And then, <laughs> and then as you say, that, that community has been running events with their own yeah. rules for a long time. Those of us that are coming into thinking about running events for the game, I'm sure can learn a lot from those individuals about what, how you do how you do and don't sell changes from the main game into an event yeah. and, and keep people informed on that. It's actually and I think... something Jack probably has a lot of expertise because he's come from that world, right? He exactly. Came from the yeah. fantasy world. Quite interesting. And, and some of the factions that they've left out are massive. Like I, I, I'm collecting the vampire counts, but like they are a huge yeah, faction. That is lizard men not... is really sad. Yeah, these are not like kind of half sort of um half used and Scaling. never really thought about factions yeah these are staples or what were staples yeah in, in the fantasy battles um game so there will be a big pile of players that use those factions i I'm have already always used those factions or when the end times happened and everyone swapped in sigma kept old armies or yeah. Like like what I did, my vampire counts disappeared, and I started playing them on Total War instead. And now I'm going to get them back. So I never I never went away from vampire counts. It was just oh. I was doing it in a different format. Um, so mm. now they've brought them back. I'm going straight into them. 
but yeah, it will be very frustrating if the indexes are shit. But hopefully, they've at least thought of that. When, that, when has that ever happened? When have indexes <laughs> ever caused problems? Ever? <laughs> indexes are great, and well, everyone has a great time with them. And that's why we're still playing our tenth competitive league that we started at the start. Of yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Here's the thing: <laughs> I think it's basically just one dude's passion project. Ultimately. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. it's just yeah, one it's, guy, right? Isn't it? it also the guy who wrote like the Lord of the Rings rules or something as well? Oh, well, well done him. Now that is a set of rules that's that stood the test of time. I don't know. That's just me, um, you know, vaguely remembering people talking about it because I've been sort of consuming things in the background when I paint Necrons. Um, but I think it's it might be just someone who's on. gone, you've got the old, sculpts we can do this very easily just let me write the entire system and then you basically make a load of money is that is that what's going on i here? think that I seems to be that's pretty heroic if it is yeah and games Workshop have gone oh we like money <laughs> yeah. they, they actually really do yeah they love they've money. gone uh, i guess we do like money but this sounds like effort because it's it's such a half-assed like launch two armies have models that you can buy at the moment which yeah. is i'm concerned it about is. but uh anyway We'll yeah, say, it's, it's tricky guess. because clearly, I mean, I think I've, I've heard the same as you, Ed, that it is and a single individual writing the rules, obviously lots of playtesting and stuff going on, but sure. that individual is writing the rules and, and pulling that all together. I can't imagine he was given much resource to develop models, the, clearly, because yeah, only two, two sets of boxes have come out. Rules-wise, um, I bet it's quite tight because... Yeah. You know, one person's not got. You know, there will be a vision. <laughs> yeah, whether yeah, you agree yeah. with that vision or not, it will be in there, and and you'll follow it. So, um, hopefully, as you say, it will be nice and tight. Uh, and then I think if it's massively successful, and I suspect they've clearly underestimated how successful it was going to be based on the launch debacle. Yeah. Um, that uh, they'll want to throw more resource into supporting it, but they're probably playing it very cautiously because mm -hmm. it, it's a, it's going to be a a similar set of people that like Sigma, I guess it's all the kind of fantasy I, side. Of I things. assume for Sigma players, it must be a bit of a point of contention, right? They've got to work. Yeah, out what, what do you do? Do, do you square base everything? I or? think it's a very different um, crowd. I think Sigma is a very casual player base in general, mm. and fantasy is like the grognards. Um, <laughs> it's 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 a two hundred page rule book. Like you've yeah. got to learn pages and pages of USRs. You've got so many modifiers. You've got um like a much more complicated like to hit table if you yeah. you know you can hit on sixes and then sixes if you you know at hitting on nines for example there's a lot going on in there yeah. so i think it's it's a nostalgia mm -hmm. uh, older crowd that are interested so i actually don't think there's much overlap between sigma oh, yeah, that's fair that's a good point yeah no i hadn't thought of yeah. it like that um, oh, i just kind fair. of thought oh fantasy people must like fantasy things and yeah therefore therefore it appeals mm -hmm. um yeah, so to answer your question, Si, we all really like our Christmas <laughs> presents. Um, I think we all, we, all, we, all, we, all, we all got stuff and we're all, we're all pretty happy. And I hope that the thread was clear for you there through that one. So <laughs> I did have um, on the day, because I've piled everything up and started opening it, and I had asked various people for boxes of skeletons. And after the third box of skeletons was opened, Flo was like, you know, these are all the same. I was like... <laughs> Yeah, you don't just buy one box of skeletons. That's the fun <laughs> thing about skeletons. <laughs> I need a lot of these. I've already got two boxes downstairs. Yeah, but I need so more. Good. <laughs> so good. Um, we've got another question from Just Make Stuff. Nice to have you back in the questions. Just Make Stuff, who says, obligatory and somewhat cliche question: Do you have any resolutions for this year or personal goals? Well, we've covered, we've covered those in excess. Covered those in excess. 
So hopefully, hopefully you've got you've got a decent twist. One thing I haven't mentioned is that I do want to do a bit of Kill Team and Crusade content this year. So that's another bonus one for you. Just make stuff. Um, me and Scrivo are going to do Crusade plus plus. We'll do a few um, how tos on the basics of playing that version, and then we're going to do possibly when the Dark Angels book comes. We'll do put the Sons of the Lion into something something I might not have finished yet. Something gribbly maybe. We need to, we want to use the full the full book rules for this. So we'll see what we do. Um, and then Kill Team. Yeah, my good friend Adam's going to help us out with some Kill Team content later in the year. Um, because I believe there's a new edition coming, possibly, maybe. Or at least a new competitive version of the game, anyway. So we'll follow it through from there. Right, next question. Bloodrender, which is Alex Chancellor, I believe, asks, what results do you think each of the guys going to not oh, will get? Five O's, just loads of five O's. All 16 five O's, can we just count five O's. There's 16 of us going to Nottingham. 16 five O's. Everyone's going to do well apart from Alex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alex is going to play Lee Churchwood in round four, and it's going to go exactly like it went at the club. Who's going to have a plus off? That's the interesting. Uh, I feel like be, I will have a plus off at some stage. Everyone's going to be plusing each other off, aren't they? It's mm. going to be mad. I reckon a Necron mirror Sunday morning. Not in public. I reckon a Necron, <laughs> Only in the Airbnb Necron, Necron mirror Sunday morning involving one of Connor, Chris, and Ed against one of the others. Hey, I'd, I'd take a fucking yeah, 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 Necron yeah. matchup. Or, sorry, or Alex. <laughs> fucking hell. Sorry, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> I've um, got more of the hard to kill stuff, so I think I'm okay with that. Yeah, you're probably alright in the mirror, aren't you? Yeah. This is this is also on my bingo card. This is when I predict a, a good tournament placing for Lee Churchwood. And God damn, I'm going to do it again because it, it's it's you're time. Fucking up, Lee. He's just so yeah. fucking good, and he just batters us all in practice all the time. And then he draws like two international captains in a row every single event. So this time it's happening. He's going. Or spends his Saturday shitting constantly. Yeah. Um, so he's going all the way this time. He's going to remember to bring in his obliterators by not taking any. That's the crucial thing. He hasn't brought any this time that will that will play in his favor i suspect um and also jack asher is playing really well at the moment i had a good game with him yes i'm very impressed with the way he's thinking about the game so i think jack asher's gonna have a good time as well and i'm not just saying that because he's in the chat um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, hannibal says will you be doing an episode on data slate hopes and fears that's a sort of pre-data slate show we probably can maybe as like a segment i don't want to do yeah. a whole show about that and i think we've talked about what we'd like to see in the game quite a lot in recent times so i don't think we need to do a whole show on it but maybe we can do a little last minute kind of you know what do you think it would help if we knew when it was going to happen you know yeah. <laughs> yeah if it's a show that tom and i are on it'll be intended to be a five minute segment yeah 45 yeah. minutes uh, rant will two, begin. two other people at the bottom of the screen will look very bored yeah and that's the <laughs> yeah. way of it because talking less was not on my resolutions it's not happening no, it's not... <laughs> no chance um but we'll definitely do um pin the win rate on the faction immediately after the data slate and try and guess where things are going to land if Necrons don't get touched, they're going to the moon. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Finally, oh, yes, yeah, so Hannibal asks, what faction do you predict to win Nottingham? What do we think? CSM. Yeah, CSM. Who's, um, is, uh, is Brian? Nixon. So Brian has submitted with Orcs, but okay. I don't know that he can actually make the event. Oh, that's a bummer. I'm not sure. Um... Because I haven't really looked at who's taken what, um, which is normally the best. Oh, way to I do feel it. like Orcs probably quite light Necrons, so if Brian does go, he might be a good shout. Yeah, well, just like if if I'm going to pick someone to win, Brian's probably yeah. Got I, my, I uh... still, my, I feel like yeah, CSM still are just the best, best army. Manny's on world eaters. Manny's on world eaters. Manny is on world eaters. Yeah, yeah maybe world eaters. eaters. I haven't played it, but I am concerned about the world eaters matchup for Necrons. So it's, I don't think it's good because Chris, Chris, Chris um... has beaten them twice with his. <laughs> 
Um, yeah, no, Will, Will Whitaker CSM versus Lee Churchwood. Yeah, there we go, Jack. That'll be a, that'll be a, a final for the ages. I think some, I've got Chris Kinnear and uh, Mark Holmes on Hypercrypt the, on the hype with like, all the um, all the heavy destroyers. Yeah, and that's a list that I've built on my phone. I just don't own the models. Otherwise, I would have been really tempted to take that. Um, so I think that's I really like. Um, so basically, Mark's built in. Like he's got kind of like he's got the race. He's got all the destroyers, but then he's all his little stuff shoots and moves so he's got oh, three so, so he's got three chronomancers to go with three units of five immortals Ooh. so they can land down shoot move five inches yeah do primary he's yeah. got three units of three tomb blades move who shoot and move yeah right? his whole army is built mission, around shit tons of damage from the katan and heavy locust destroyers or i'm just going to sit get down shoot and steal your objective yeah, yeah um, get yeah. into spaces and stuff um i just i thought it's like such a i'd never because you could come in three away as well couldn't you and still use that move yeah 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 yeah. it's just really smart it's such a nice combination of you know the hard to kill stuff the stuff that puts out the damage and denying primary i really like marxist i think it's really well it's quite elfy isn't it quite an elfy necron it's very i never thought of three corner monsters with five Man Immortals. That, is, yeah. that was a really cool really idea on it. So and that I, is going to ruin some Eldar days as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I back Mark for Mark. Yeah, Mark's yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, shout out to my boy Ed Watts. He's taking um, Black Templars. That I'm guessing he's the Crusaders or something. Yeah. Crusaders. Yeah. 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 He's going, going back to the Crusader life that he has lived before. He did actually try to sell all of those Crusaders. I don't know if he had any luck. <laughs> So I, guess I, I guess he's still got them. I think Mike Duff's taking Grey Knights. There's a lot of experimentation going on. Malik's playing Admech. Oh, uh, that would we, be a great story, wouldn't it? That'd as we know, Malik retired years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Still turns up. How many goons does he have? He settles yeah. for just backhanding basically everyone he plays at every yeah. event anyway. Yeah. Um, um, I th- I'd still think it's CSMs to lose. I, I think the Necron factor makes life harder for Eldar to get there, and I think CSM still have a good game into both of those, and I think that's probably going to decide it right now. But I, I would love for a surprise. That CSM I wonder how get. well you get so much. my list plays into CSM. I haven't had a chance to practice into the armies I wanted to practice. Yeah, into, I'd, I'd be interested to see full 18 wraiths into it, and you've got a slight boost to output. But I dear do, God, yeah. No, it's, the, it's the accursed and all the other crap it just rolls through things so aggressively yeah um, but we'll see it'll be interesting to see okay which six plus 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 payer will do best i'm gonna say lee churchwood it's his time come on lee let's have time it time to shine i'm sure the pressure i heap on you before every event can only be helping yeah, yeah. i don't understand why me bigging you up every time isn't, isn't, isn't helping you relax and just play your game what is it about this that you don't understand I'm going to say um, new debutant, um, Connor Nichols. Oh, Connor's also a um, great player, yeah. he's, he's a good player and he's brand new to the team, so I'm going to big him up and go... Mm. I'm looking forward to meeting him. Uh, he, he seems he seems great for a, you know, a, young, a youngin. He is he is about five, but he's, <laughs> he's come on he's come on leaps and bounds, and he beat me the first time I played him. And his his take on new Necrons is might be a bit strong. Haven't lost yet, that kind of thing. <laughs> so it's like I think I think he'll be in a good place going into this event. He's certainly practiced hard. 
and he got the customary um, 6 plus plus win over Paul Bridge, I believe, today or the day before, um, which was good of him. Is that That's... now the rite of passage? Yes, it's a coming of age ceremony. Yeah, yeah, you see, then we daubed the blood on his head and all, all that. All that. Not, <laughs> From of, the not, not, not of Paul Bridge, don't worry, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps losing because we keep taking his blood every time we beat him. <laughs> Jesus, this has been a this has been a dodgy episode. Yeah, we've, been, uh, we've gone places, haven't we? We've, we've, we've committed some crimes. To people for a, a little bit, or talking to too many people. I guess I don't want. It feels like you do both at Christmas. It's a weird one. It's a very strange one. All right, I think we're nearly there with the questions, boys. So, Ultimate Funk, who is in the chat, Gandalf Star. Now that we've had a new codex come out, or sorry, a few codexes come out, how are people feeling about the shift from sub-factions like Mars, Saltek, Behemoth, etc., to detachment archetypes, Vanguard, First Company, Cybernetica, Invasion Fleets, etc.? A lot of people were sceptical when 10th came out. Uh, do you feel they've pulled it off? He quite likes it. What do we Why think? Why would you be sceptical? Like, I, I, I'm sure you're right. I'm sure some people I think were. Space Marine players were like, I'm going to lose my identity of being yeah, a blood Fucking Muppets. Player. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's been the number one complaint I've seen out of Marine players for you. I want to play this, but I'm painted as Ultramarines. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Can. yeah. Helps a good one. Yeah. I think it's positive. I, I think it's great, because you can still pick the one that obviously fits yeah. the theme of what you're doing, right? They all, they have that flavour to them. Yeah. And I think it often lives and dies on the internal balance of the book. You, you do need to have several detachments that are fun and interesting, I think. Otherwise, you do get that, oh, God, we're all going to play this first, the same thing. But actually, we haven't had that, right? If you think about Nids, you think about Crons, you think about Marines, people are trying different things. The people are genuinely playing several different ones. They've and managed it hasn't keep... settled down into like there's obviously this, obviously that, you know. They've managed to keep the power level mostly flat as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some yeah the players are losing with all the detachments. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely think that book's good, but that's just because oh, I watched it yeah. the other day. The book's fine, but uh, unfortunately, they sell the data cards separately. Yeah. And they're dog shit. Yeah. Like, <laughs> irredeemable. <laughs> Not a joke. Oh, dear. Just sad. <laughs> I've got about actually, 5k worth of nids and I'm, you know, a bit you don't mad about that. You're going to laugh at me, Ed, but I think if I can find a way to move it, I think the Bio Titan is actually a pretty reliable way to get some damage. With of course. It's of course. 16 damage. If three I can shots, find like a way to three. move it. Uh... <laughs> yes, yeah, so I need to find out how I need to deploy it. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, pretty sure you, I'm pretty sure you can't end movement over terrain. Just putting that out there. Yeah, I don't know, it doesn't have a base, so I don't know what <laughs> Which means that you can't end on top of the fucking Well, you room. can, because it's taller than it, so it sits over it, and it's got its four legs. Here's the thing, we, we play with written rules, not um, feel-goods. Vibes only in this, in this house. Yeah, it's fine. Don't worry, you vibe it, you vibe Voice it. Would you allow it at the Saffron Slams? Of course I would allow it. I reckon it would work on the light board at the ITT. I think that's what you'd need, yeah. I, the heavy board, you would be doomed. Uh, <laughs> you put it down first. Be like, or take the light board, lose the roll off. And, uh... hmm. oh, man. I think Does it fit on every dish, deployment? Uh, it will fit on most deployments, but again, you have to deploy the rest of your army underneath it. Um, so... Again, not legal. I'm well, fairly certain. It doesn't have a base, so you can put stuff underneath it. <laughs> oh, that's your not argument for everything. Is it even a model? This is this is like one of those fucking sovereign citizens. Yeah. Like, yeah, but I'm actually a naval captain or whatever bollocks they believe. Is it, <laughs> I, see, here's the thing: it doesn't have a base. 
Yeah. Do you remember when the Rogal Dawn had the was it Rogal the hole in the bottom in it? Yeah. And like, can I just try and the They didn't fix that. No, they didn't. Mike Hurley is still fucked. Bunch of base plugs online <laughs> that could plug the tank. He was literally selling them as ever a the entrepreneur is my yeah. I respect that. I just had a vision of purgatory where it's you and Lewis arguing about rules for all of time, and I'm there like. <laughs> Oh I think we agree. God, I should have been a nicer man in my it past. Used to, it used to come with a designer's note that basically said, "This is how you should play with this model because it is so massive." It now no longer has a designer's Remember note when they got rid it. of all of those sorts of things in the leap from ninth to tenth edition? Wasn't yeah. that a great idea? It, you, yeah. it used to say like you just need to agree with your opponent where its footprint is oh. and basic like that but i think actually if at some point this year if we're going to do votes on playing with uh different armies i will happily give oh, people a choice yeah. between storm surge tower double valiant knights or hierophant tyranids and see how we go and i just hope they vote for the hierophant because i think it actually could it does do it does do some work i think um i can't wait for the tournament report well i could deploy on this move <laughs> i had to put the titan here and then on this one, I made it very move. obvious for my opponent deep, what i was going to do struck and attempted to rapid ingress it on this one <laughs> <laughs> didn't didn't work out <laughs> so i'll play it in the vanguard swarm so yeah play it in vanguard <laughs> take it off the horn edge at the end of the turn put it on behind them at the... <laughs> surprise surprise, surprise points that's so many points. It is a lot of points. But it does have a 5 plus invulnerable save this time. Better than it had before. I'm sold. Banging. That sounds amazing, mate. To be fair, so it has two dire bio cannons, which are D6 plus 6 shots each. And strength 10 minus 3, damage 3. It's not that bad. Hitting on threes with blast. That'll make that'll mess up some Terminators. It it will. Well, unless they're Deathwing, which is also the only kind anyone well, takes, in which but case... But also, unless they're any Terminators at all, because then they just go Armour of Contempt and I'm starting cover, suddenly I'm taking three up saves. Yeah, that old chestnut. Oh, you yeah. could battle shock them first, using your many battle shocks. Mm. That's true. I, that, can... Our Tyranids tend to get all around this. It would get sustained hits on that as well, wouldn't it? From it would, um, yeah, it would. It would from the invasion fleet if you're playing it in that. Give it a five up, feel no pain. Yeah, five up, feel no pain. That won't. Yeah, you struggle. He's got thirty wounds as well. You struggle That's to kill a lot that. of wounds, isn't it? Mm. That is a lot of wounds. Is he toughness thirteen or or twelve? Toughness fourteen, mate. A fourteen. There we go. Not no, even no. the storm surge no, with his no, damage, no, his strength twenty four gun would wound that no, on twos. Poor old Magnus still only wounds that on twos. <laughs> <laughs> and all the um, the iron storm lists that you'd pull. Um, at an event, they'd all be wounding you on their lethal fives with yeah, rerolls anyway. They would, yeah. yeah. So that's actually the end, I think. And on that bombshell, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Is there anything else? No, that's it. It has a transport capacity. Holy shit! What? What? 20, it can take twenty two infantry, infantry models. Wow. Or you could use six, six bad warriors. warriors in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we actually got another question. This is from I Like Korean Girls. And the question is <laughs> with the new January data slate, if there was a change made to the Battleshock mechanic, would that be a welcome move? I have a very specific take on Battleshock, which is that people keep wanting fear. You know, fear? Famously not a logical and consistent thing. They want it to be logical and consistent in a way that I just don't think is a mechanic. It should be, because I think the moment it is so consistent that it's inevitable, it breaks the game. It would be completely insane. Nothing would function. You have to have it in the spot it's currently at. I think actually NIDs get it in a really nice place where it 
it can completely debilitate you, but you can also get away with it, and it's ever present across the game. I'm well excited for those Night Lords rules that do the same thing. Bring it on. Let's have it. Let's go. Spooky, spooky chaos face. You know it's in a good spot because the person who's got it as an army rule doesn't think it's good. And the person who's playing against it is fucking terrified. Exactly that. And that's the sweet spot. Yeah. And I I just, you don't want to push it. You don't want to get it wrong. This is the closest to being on a level it's ever been. But also it's always going to be swingy because that's how morale should be in a game. Anyway. But yeah, we'll see. Maybe they will change it. I don't know. Um, if you want uh, fully fleshed out psychology rules, check out Old World. <laughs> <laughs> we are six plus plus the the world's best Old World team, and we are now signing out. It's been great. It's been anarchic. We will gradually piece this all back together. Um, it's been a pleasure to have you all here, and we'll see you again.